0: We tease in bright and early. Yes, to, to the wheel of games. I'm so pumped up. Look at what a three day weekend does for me, huh? Yeah. Wakes me up. Gets oh, me going.
1: Wait till you see these games. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll spin the wheel in just a second. Hey, we got to bring you up to speed. So over Memorial Day weekend, a lot of us were on our Norwegian bliss. In Los Angeles, the big launch party. I couldn't make it, and I'm so upset. But we will be on board live tomorrow morning as we do the official christening in Seattle. Yeah. So uh, we're traveling all over the world. So who all was on Bliss? I know Nate, you were there. Yeah, I was there. Samantha was on Bliss.
0: I was. I was there along with uh, Froggy was there, too, and David Brody. Wow. So, is she still as beautiful as I
1: left her? Yeah.
2: So
0: pristine.
1: Yeah. And it was really
2: fun seeing it through people's eyes for the first time because Carla Marie and Anthony were on the ship and they hadn't seen it before. So it was like, I imagine taking your kids to Disney.
1: It is great. And I then, of course, the, the Seattle is Carla Marie and Anthony's uh, home city. Yeah, so they're
2: stomping grounds. They're
1: hosting us, but it's the official christening. So even though we've been named the godparents of Norwegian Bliss, yeah. we're not officially the godparents until the ship is christened.
3: Until tomorrow.
1: So yeah, tomorrow morning it's going to happen. We're okay. so excited. So then, make sure you watch all your social media and keep an eye on
3: it. Then we can have the t-shirts made saying that we're the godparents. Exactly. <laughs> tomorrow.
1: We're
4: godparents. Aren't you the fairy godfather? I'm the fairy godfather.
0: We can't wait to see you on the ship tomorrow. Are we going to actually uh, take a, that giant bottle of champagne and smash it against the side? Well, well yeah, but I mean, which I think is just a waste of great champagne.
3: Right? <laughs> Go underneath the bowl. Open your mouth.
1: Okay, but let me. I'm not going to give everything away, but tomorrow's ceremony for the christening of Norwegian Bliss is over the top. We've got music, we've got performances from all sorts of. Artist, I can't tell you more than that. It's a major thing, and it's all going to be produced in beautiful video form, so you can watch the whole thing. Can't wait. And they trust us with that. I know.
5: They're crazy. <laughs> big mistake. <laughs> but actually, so
1: rather than me walking to the bow of the ship <laughs> and then taking a champagne bottle and smashing it, no, there, there's a big contraption. I pull a lever, and it swings down, and it, it's a, you'll see. I
3: can't wait. So exciting.
1: I know. So, uh, so tell me, the ship did you leave it intact for our ceremony tomorrow? Slightly
4: more sullied over the weekend, but <laughs> Did anyone sleep
1: in my, my
0: stateroom? I, I don't know. Did I sleep in his room? I think oh, I may
1: no. have slept so in your first room.
0: You had it, then I had it. I, I didn't get it this time.
4: Uh, someone had my stateroom. Well, it's very sullied if I was in it.
3: Um, <laughs> You're disgusting. No, you were smooshy pooshy bear, please.
5: Yeah. Okay, well, I don't need that. Anyway,
1: Norwegian Bliss, uh, I know that uh, after tomorrow's show, it's getting ready for Alaska. Yes. Its first Alaskan cruise. And it really truly was built to showcase Alaska. Oh, my gosh. The whole length of the ship is on one of the levels, which is huge. It's all. Florida ceiling glass, like yeah. two stories tall, and it's living rooms after living rooms after living rooms, and you would sit there and watch the glaciers go by. It's Cannot a- wait. All right, let's get into Wheel of Games. Wheel of Games! I'm looking at your wheel today, Gregory. Yes! yes. Lots of day, uh, games here.
0: Wedgie Trivia. Alright, so Wedgie Trivia is uh, we ask our listener a trivia question that I have here, and if she gets it right, then you, Elvis Duran, get to give me a good old-fashioned
1: wedgie. Oh, okay, that's yeah. simple. Another uh, game it could land on is Hot Dog or No Hot Dog. So
0: I go around the, around the room here, and I tell the listener your name, like I'll say Danielle, and then she'll say, uh, I think she did, or she did not have a hot dog, and then I will smell her breath, and I will guess whether or not Danielle had a hot dog or on.
1: Like this morning?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Like over the weekend. My nose is so talented I can tell okay, whether I actually right. had one. Okay,
1: that's kind of crazy. Alright, yeah. another game you can land on. What's in his pants? Oh. So
0: I walk over to Nate and I stand behind him and then I feel around for what's in his pants. You put
1: your hand down the front of his yeah. pants? Uh-huh. Alright. And
0: okay. then we, we guess. Right? I, I didn't sign off
1: on this one. <laughs> <laughs> it may not land on it. You have a one-in-five chance. We don't know. Uh, another game that we could play today, Ride That bull. Oh,
0: dude, this is my favorite. I can't wait. How this do you one... ride that ball? Oh, this is going to be great. Okay, so Brody gets on all fours. Scary <laughs> climbs on Brody's back. No, and no. Then, and then the, the audience member has to guess how many seconds Scary can stay on Brody's back. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah! tries to buckle. It's ball. like bull riding yes! at the rodeo. Yes, yes! yes! yes. All right, okay.
1: And finally, we could land on a game called Don't Shred It.
0: Uh, it's so boring, this game, but... It's it's A good one. So I have three envelopes right here, and inside one of these envelopes is a $100 bill. And then the audience member will guess one envelope not to shred, and then we will shred the other two so they may lose $100. You're no, no, shred no. $100? no, no. Yes. We're
1: not going to shred money. Well, that's hopefully money not. The, no, no. that's money that could go to help someone. Wait,
0: where did you get the money from? What do you mean? Oh, well, Scary left his wallet out. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just took it. I said, all right. I let's use uh, this. I, I'm,
1: by the way, I don't like that game. Because that money, I don't like to waste money. That could go to someone who Polini, needs it.
0: I can use it too. All right, hello. What's in hello? his pants? Come on. Hello. What's in his pants? <laughs> Samantha.
1: Mhm. You heard some of those games. Which one do you hope it lands on?
2: Um, I kind of hope it lands on the bull riding one.
1: Oh, oh I'm yeah. sorry. It just landed uh-huh. on. Ugh, don't shred it. Oh, yeah.
2: oh, okay. That's so you fine. I can do okay? That. So
1: there are three envelopes here. You choose right. either envelope one, two, or three. Okay, okay. To save, and we'll put that one aside. And he wow. shreds the other two. And one of those envelopes has a hundred dollar bill in it. I really don't like this game. <laughs> okay, let me make let me make a deal with you, Gray T. Yes, sir. If we shred the hundred dollar bill, you have to give me a hundred dollars to donate to charity.
5: Oh, well that, that
0: was I, I didn't write that in the rules. <laughs> that was never when I was sitting in my computer. All right, here I
1: mean, we go. Uh, do you want to save envelope one, two, or three? Um,
0: I'm
5: gonna save envelope.
0: Two.
1: All right, put two aside.
0: Okay, two I'm putting aside.
1: All right, see, so he has two other envelopes. One of them contains, one of them may contain a hundred dollars. Okay, this I'm is
0: going me. over to the shredder. Oh is that God. my
1: shredder? What's my shredder doing in here?
0: I had to bring oh. it in here. I need a shredder? This is so jankity. <laughs> this is a good one. This is a good shredder. I know it's it's, it's a high quality. Uh, <laughs> this is this okay. gotta cost you at least three hundred dollars. This shredder. Why well, no? But I, please don't shred the hundred dollars. Well, we don't know what's in them. I don't even remember anymore right, where I put all that bill in. Okay, right, run it through. Run it through. All right, here's, so here's envelope number one. Here we go. Okay.
1: Okay. He's looking down below. Is it
0: green, like currency? No, we're good. That one was not the hundred dollars. That was not the hundred. What was it? That was. I just had a letter. Said no.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're now going to shred envelope number three.
0: Number three. Oh, Oh, I hate this. This is so wasteful. This is
1: a bad idea. And let's see.
6: <laughs> American currency.
5: That's too many that legal. That's not.
1: I, it, it should be. That's not good.
5: Whoa,
0: it's not good See, that's terrible. So you just
1: shredded <laughs> Scary's one hundred dollar bill. Oh,
0: so $100. And just for proof, we'll open up envelope number two that she set aside, and,
1: and it that says one no. All, says, All
0: right. No uh, All right Well do we uh, Scary do you have any
1: more money You can send uh, Samantha
0: I have a $2
1: bill We're going to send you A $2 uh, bill Samantha I got to tell you. you I have
0: never once in my life Ever shredded money That's why the first are you, time Why are you so
1: happy This is a sad oh day I don't God. like this What a rush Samantha have a great day Sorry about that But it's $2 You oh didn't God, have All Thank right. you Thank you Hold on one second There oh, you go man.
0: Someone owes me $102 wow. Wow. Seriously, what a
1: rush. That is not right. Wow. Uh, All right.
0: (laughs) People should try that one at home. No, no. (laughs) No,
1: they should not. No, no. There are people who could have used that money, and then I'm really disappointed. Me too. So the biggest movie of the weekend, of course, Solo, a Star Wars story. Han Solo, you know, played by our new friend Alden. Yeah. uh, We had a great conversation with him, and since he had the number one movie over the weekend... I want you to hear parts of that coming up.
6: Twitter on that attack. Follow Elvis on Twitter at Elvis Duran. Elvis Duran in the Morning Show.
1: Really? You shouldn't be shredding money.
3: I mean, it's ridiculous. Funny,
6: Ooh. though.
3: You know how many pairs of shoes I could have bought with that? I know. And there are
1: people out there in need. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you right now, this is a sad day. Let me make it happy for you. Blue apron. You know what? I can't wait. Tomorrow, I'm so worn out from the weekend, yeah. I don't want to go shopping Ugh. to buy food to cook that's why blue aprons great they do all the the heavy lifting they go and buy just the right amount of produce and meats and whatever you need for your recipes that they create and you can create it in under 45 minutes and they only give you enough food for the recipes you do the chopping and the eating you do the fun part and blue apron gives you these fresh pre-portioned ingredients these step-by-step recipes like I said under 45 minutes boom you're on you can uh, do 12 new recipes every week or you can do two or three or four recipes they really are just totally totally bendable to whatever you need yeah
3: And nothing's going to go to waste because they give you the exact amount that you need for everything.
1: And you know me. I'm not eating meat these days. Yeah. The creamy pesto cavatelli with mushrooms and spicy (gasps) breadcrumbs. Oh.
3: That sounds amazing.
1: Uh, I know.
3: Mm.
1: I ate uh, the other portion too.
3: (laughs) It's okay. Listen,
1: I'm going to (laughs) save... A lot of money for you. Your first three meals at Blue Apron for free. Just go online and look at their recipes to start with and, and what the story is all about. Blueapron.com slash Elvis. You have to do it that way. Blueapron.com slash Elvis. The, National, the, National, Radio
6: the National Radio Hall of Famer. Elvis Duran Elvis in the morning show
1: you know, the newest, hugest movie in the world was born this past weekend, Solo, a Star Wars story. So last week, we hung out with the one and only Han Solo himself, Alden Ehrenreich. If you missed it, what a great guy. Listen to this.
6: This is Elvis Duran and the Morning Show.
1: I can't imagine what it's like to get a phone call as an actor and they say, hey, we want you to star as Han Solo.
3: That's cool.
1: I mean, there's some history to this role. Just a little. And uh, now, not only that, you're going to work with Ron Howard. Other than that, it's just another day at the office. (laughs) So I'm so excited uh, to introduce you to Han Solo. Alden Ehrenreich, please step forward. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Thank you. Come on in here. Welcome.
7: Hi. Thanks a lot. Played the music as I walked in. Yeah, we got
1: music. We got everything. You, You get that phone call. Yes, and, 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 and I mean, I guess your agent called you. And so,
7: the directors something. called we, me oh, at the, the time. Oh, yeah, really? yeah, yeah. I knew first actually, uh, and you're just like over the moon. You're trying to wrap your head around it, and it's kind of beyond belief. And you know, you know, it's not just getting this role you're going to play for the summer. You're this whole life adventure is going to happen. Wow!
3: Wow! Do you do you call yeah. Harrison Ford and say, "Hey, you got any advice for me?" Uh,
7: yes, yeah, sort of. Like we were, we were in pre-production. There's a bunch of kind of training and stunt stuff and stuff you're doing. Then we were getting close to shooting, and we hadn't talked to him yet. And I so I kind of asked if I could talk to him a little bit because it just didn't feel right to not talk to him right. before you do it um so originally it was going to be me and the head of the studio and the directors and him and then everyone else was out of town so it just ended up being me and him which was great wow yeah it was really great there were so many people of course uh,
1: me included we've been just a fan of everything star wars since i mean since i was a kid and i'm ancient what year was the the original (laughs) star wars out? 77 yeah good god wow uh-huh. but but you know a lot of people get confused because it's not a a flowing story that's in any kind of chronological order right, right. so now we're going back to Han solo's early days when he started right when he started smuggling and yeah that's right <laughs> exactly <laughs>
5: exactly <laughs> and,
1: and so they're saying that this this film has a totally different pace yeah every a f- a fun feel
7: right yeah i think this one has kind of this one's kind of like this kind of great adventure yarn you know it's like right. because it's han solo it's funny and it's got this kind of tougher edge and it all takes place in sort of the underworld of star wars so like if you look at a new hope in the cantina scene where you meet him that was always my favorite part of the star wars universe and this is sort of that underworld gangster vibe
3: if you've never seen a star wars movie yes can you, will you get lost or are
5: you i don't okay?
7: think so i think this one in particular of of the other films like of the new films is the most sort of its own uh story in a way you know you're kind of because it's also kind of a biopic of a fictional character you're right. watching this guy kind of come from this hard background and try to find his way and it, i think if it wasn't star wars you'd still have this it'd still be this great fun adventure story okay. I don't know. Back to that phone call you got from the directors, yes.
1: and they're saying, "Hey, we want you. You're, you're you're our Han Solo, and you you knew right then it was going to be a massive production, <clears throat> right? And, but that's before they brought Ron Howard in, right? Did yeah, he, okay. yeah. So when they added him to the, oh
3: man, the yeah,
1: next, what does that do to your nerves? I mean I mean, is there ever a moment where you you're, you're like, uh, I don't know I, I this is too this is too much for me. Or-
7: well, you know like uh, you know, I auditioned for it for about six months mm-hmm. and over the course of that audition, I really like I went on a trip by myself and I kind of dis- I kind of was like, well, I need to make sure I really want to do this because if you're deciding, of course you want to do it. Of course you want to play Han Solo and it's Star Wars, but you need to make sure that you're not just doing it because everyone would think you're crazy if you didn't want, if you didn't, you know, you, so I spent some time because you are saying yes to a lot of stuff, you know, you're saying yes to years of your life and, and this kind of lots of uh, lots of crazy stuff happening. And so, you know, so when, once you say yes to that, once I kind of decided that, Every step of the way, it's like, well, okay, now here's a new turn, and here's a new twist. and yeah. All right, I want you to honk your
1: own horn for a second here. Okay. Out of 3,000 people who auditioned for Han Solo, you were the first one, and they went with you. Yeah. First. Yeah. yeah. What is it about you?
7: I have no idea. (laughs) I don't know. It's okay. (laughs) I don't know. It's okay to
1: say nice things about yourself. (laughs) Um, What is it about you? What's so special about you? Yeah, right. Who do you think you are? (laughs) Exactly. Really, what do you think it
7: is? I don't know. You know, I know that their particular take on this character I loved from the beginning. I thought the way they wrote it and the way the humor of it and the fun of it felt really good to me from early on and felt really good. You know, you go in, you know that everyone's going to be auditioning and you don't think you're going to get it. But I knew that very early on I was like, well, this feels fun, so I'm going to enjoy auditioning for it and – and uh and then it kept going and I liked all the people that I was working with and got along great with them. So is yeah. that
3: is six months? Cause I know you said it took six months for them to cast you. Is that a normal process for a big movie like that?
7: I think so. I don't know. It's probably varies, but yeah. I've, I've been up for things for, you know, I, my first movie I auditioned for, for about five months. And, uh, I did a movie for Warren Beatty that was kind of five years of auditioning. So, wow, yeah, <laughs> what a job, huh? Yeah. yeah. It's either this
1: or what would you be doing if you weren't acting?
7: Um, It'd be something in movies. I love film. I Are love you from f- California originally? It, yeah, I'm from Los Angeles. Um, It'd be something involving, you know, writing. I mean, I'm editing a short film that I wrote and directed, so it'd be something like that. Yeah.
1: If you're just turning us on, uh, Alden Ehrenreich is here. Of course, Han Solo is out there. Uh, will we will we be seeing Darth Vader in this film? I can't say. Come on, well, I can't I think,
7: say anything I mean, like said, that.
3: You said you were going to come in here and you were going to give us anything. all the. <laughs>
7: oh yeah, yeah. No, I just thought I thought I I'd sneak a anything. question in. No, there's Disney spoiler. people that will you know like oh. I'll
1: disappear very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the, the unhappiest place on earth. That's right. So okay, okay. So we're trying to figure out if, if you're familiar with all the movies in the stories. We're trying to figure out where this one lands as far as time. Oh, so okay. experts are saying that Solo takes place somewhere between Star Wars episode 3 Revenge of the Sith and Rogue
7: One a Star Wars story Does That's that make right sense? That's right Yes are you? that's you a, correct
1: are you a big fan have you seen all these
7: yeah I've seen all of them now uh, I was a kid uh, I loved it you know I had all the toys and I had a lightsaber and I had all the action figures and stuff I had Han Solo action figures you
3: never knew you were holding yourself did you? <laughs> no that's right no someone
7: asked me recently oh, that's yeah kind of, that's, that's right that's, that's okay, very I didn't creepy mean it like that no so I have there's an action figure of me now and they said is it weird to play with yourself <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the answer is no I mean it's a natural thing uh,
5: so,
1: I mean, I would assume, well, you've told us anyway, the, the character, Han Solo character is a funny guy. Are
7: you, are you yeah. funny? I, I mean, because you haven't made me laugh one time. No, that's it. true. I know. <laughs> um, I don't think I'm tremendously funny. I can, I don't know. I have my moments. I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> so, you know, look, being a working actor is one thing. Being a, an actor who's in a movie that's a, going to be number one this weekend is another. Is, is this life that you live in? beyond acting it's like the star stuff the
7: showing up and the, the lights and the step- in repeats is mm-hmm. that a, is
1: this a, a life that you don't mind you, you are you into it at all well,
7: I, honestly i see it as a part of what you do to get to do what you want right. you know like it's kind of uh you know you 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 want people to see your movie you want to get this stuff out there and that entails a certain amount of showing up that stuff in and of itself is pretty wholly uninteresting to me like right now yeah right is now a- is nice because it's nice to meet people and nice to talk Talk to people and it's not, you know, yeah. Okay, just yeah. making sure. I mean, can, you can leave if you want. I'd rather, right. I'd rather you stay. <laughs> I'd rather continue. You don't
3: seem like the type of guy that's going to be in the tabloids for doing crazy, ridiculous things.
7: Like, I, I hope not. Yeah, I don't think so. The, I don't think so. I mean, I, you know, again, The day is young. The day is young, that's true. Um, I think, you know, the thing is with this kind of... It's like with this, like working with Ron, working with the cast, you know, Donald Glover and Amelia Clark and Woody Harrelson and Paul Bettany and Tandy New... Like, the... the the great joy that I've had over the last like 10 years of working is is getting to work with these people that are so interesting, getting to learn from them, getting to sort of be side by side on these different adventures. So right. that's the fun and and everything else is what you do in order to yeah. be able to sustain that. Well, uh Job of the Hut. What about Job of the Hut? Oh, I can't I can't. I <laughs> definitely can't answer <laughs> How that. About
3: when Ron Howard came in and took yes. over, he did reshoot some things. Uh-huh. So can yeah. you give us a little inside of something that he re
7: uh no, okay. well, wait. <laughs> but I can say I can say you know Ron came in and You're it's very much yeah I know Ron came in and he's got you know he's just such an enthusiastic filmmaker he's made so many great movies he loves Star Wars he has a real kind of innate feel for the Star Wars universe and and he was a pleasure to work with well I
1: I would think that you as an actor learn so much from Ron
7: Howard I mean oh, yeah.
1: everything he does. Is just he, he makes it seem effortless, totally. But it's just brilliance.
7: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just ask being on set and getting them to ask him different questions. He was very generous yeah. about sharing stuff. I mean, Childish Gambino was in this film. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can we That's go over right? One?
1: Yeah. Uh, he. I heard that uh, Donald right Glover. Mm-hmm. He's an incredible actor. They're saying that mm-hmm. they may bring him back for another. Yeah. I, just, I didn't know. I didn't Likes know he was such of a great actor. Maybe. Yeah. All right. I was handed this question. Oh, by the way, we have uh, questions from a true Star Wars fan coming up. He's at the end of the the desk. Oh, great. Hi. His microphone's (laughs) off. Uh, His name is Greg T. I am
0: a bit nervous to meet you, Han. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Don't be nervous. All right. Uh, You're two co-stars on Millennium Falcon, a Wookiee and a droid named L3. Yes. Uh, Is it challenging working with a droid? I mean, something other than a real live flesh and blood actor?
7: Well, actually, the way they shot L3 is that Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who plays it really wonderfully, is wearing a green full bodysuit. And then they put the droid parts on top of the bodysuit and and wipe her out in in post. And so she's actually there because we're playing off her and we're doing scenes with her. She's actually really there and she was wonderful.
1: Also, I'm hearing that uh, a lot of... A lot of the sets, everything, were, were they were really, really there.
7: You yeah. weren't dealing with green screens all the time. Yeah, very little, very little. Most of the, almost all the creatures and stuff are guys in suits or people operating puppets or things like that. When we fly the Millennium Falcon or any of the other ships, you're looking at the windshield, and you, they have a screen that wraps around the ship, and they project the space that you're flying through uh-huh. on it. So they have the asteroids or whatever it is that you're flying through. Um, you're looking at that the whole time. Are, That's you be, are
3: you moving at all? Yeah,
7: it's shaking and moving. I mean, it's like the kind of ultimate Disneyland sort of ride. And you do that for months.
5: Wow! I must yeah. guess. I
7: mean, with all the things you've
1: done, you've done, you've done films for all different types of companies and directors, and you're working on your own stuff as well. Mm-hmm. But to work on a Star Wars film must be just a different level. Absolutely. I mean, this it's real deal. Oh yeah.
7: Stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they can afford all the toys, they everything. Can... Yeah.
3: Have a better catered lunch. I'm sure. Yeah,
7: everything. <laughs> yeah, the lunch is. I mean, the lunch is designed for you to for whatever the stunts you're doing that day. Oh. Oh. It's it can, very. They nice. don't want to make you gassy or anything, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I'm serious. I, I, I would. You know, you jumping around in a plane. You don't want. <laughs> no, right. you want to throw up. No, you don't. That's want right. It's a small product. spaces. Yeah. All
1: right. Uh, okay. So Alden uh, Aaron Aaron Reich is here. Uh, of course, Han Solo was out. And he hasn't confirmed whether or not Greedo is in this film. (laughs) (laughs) But we will find out. By the way, the
3: Millennium Falcon's really clean in this movie. It is, yeah. (laughs) It's Lando's in
1: this movie. It's now time for questions. Oh, there's the... Nice.
7: uh, There's the cantina music.
1: Questions from a true Star Wars fan. What's that?
7: This music, the name of this genre. Do you know the genre? The, the name of this genre? No, jizz music. Uh, jizz what? music?
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny. I saw that video just last night. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just, I'm just nervous to be in the same room with you, Han Solo. It's, um,
1: okay, he's an actor, by the way. Yeah, I don't I know, know how so this so. is gonna go. This yeah. may, this may be the worst idea ever. I have to okay. write my questions okay, down. I don't want
0: to be nervous. What's question number
1: one? Questions from oh a Star Wars fan.
0: So Han, um, so when you, you know you saved Chewbacca from you know imperial slavery. I, sw- I always want to know, like, what was that like?
7: Right. Um, it's very muddy.
5: Yeah. <laughs> All so, right.
0: Thank you, Greg T. So like, <laughs> oh, wait, I want to know, like, for instance, like, okay, like, like your black vest. Like, I have a white shirt. Like, where do I get one of your black vests?
1: Okay. Thank you, Greg.
3: Oh well,
0: I gosh, I, what do really you I mean? The really? The costume shop. That's
1: it. Bye. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. See, sometimes we don't prepare. Okay. <laughs> it's a live radio show. Sure. Okay, we're done. We're on camera saying no. Thank you. <laughs> When's the last time you actually went to a Star Wars film? Seriously.
0: I've seen them all.
7: Okay. What's your favorite one?
0: The one that you're in. Yeah.
7: Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That was was good. That that was was good. Nice. So anyway, I do have a clip
1: of you uh, hanging out with our friends at at E.T. Entertainment Tonight. Not the other film, E.T. (laughs) (laughs) And this is where, I mean, I think this is where Harrison Ford actually just kind of surprises you. Oh, okay. Great. I haven't seen he said,
7: if anyone asks, tell him, I told you everything you need to know and that you're not allowed to say a word. He
1: might want to say one
4: or two more things. <laughs> <laughs>
7: oh, my God. Get out of my chair.
8: <laughs> Get out of my life.
4: I just thought it was spectacular. And I thought he was so smart
5: yeah.
1: about what he did. And how he did it. <sighs> I just couldn't be happier.
7: Either. Wow. This Come on, is, uh, let that sink in for a second. Yeah, what does that feel like to hear it's, that? It's uh, pretty unbelievable. It was pretty wild. Yeah. That was one of the great, that's one of the best moments of this whole experience. I mean, because, you know, it's obviously, it's, you know, it means the world to all of us. Wow. Well, listen, congratulations Thank ahead you. of time on yeah. a very nice weekend at the box office. Thank but you. that's not why you're in it
1: you're no. in it just you don't even care if it's like an indie film that only three people watch
7: well my time spent is over you know like my experience of it is really like over and uh, you know if you attach yourself to one doing great then you might love one that doesn't do great and then you know whatever well, once you're cast in something this monumental
1: do, does the phone start ringing a little more are there more people saying hey let's talk about the possibility of yeah a little bit yeah definitely yeah. Definitely a little bit. What yeah. does it take to become a good actor? What is this? Is there a secret? Is there something you tell yourself in mm. your mind before
7: the camera starts rolling? I think honestly, the the hardest thing about being an actor is that you don't you don't you have to wait for someone to give you a job, and you don't get good at something unless you do it a lot. And so I think the 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 only key that I know is just to act as much as you can. And you know it's you know when I was coming up, I didn't want to. There were a lot of things I didn't want to do. Uh, cause I wanted to do only kind of movies that I really wanted to do. Um, and, uh, and so I didn't work. I, I would have people over my house. We'd read a play, you know, just finding those ways to constantly be doing the thing that you actually like to do is the only, is, is the kind of your, I think, hardest responsibility. Let me make an assumption.
1: Tell me if I'm right or wrong. Uh-huh. Uh, the, when you were coming up in this business, you, in your mind, had the ideal kind of movie you wanted to do. Is this one that one? I don't, I don't, something tells me
7: that it It, isn't. It's, it's not what I would have imagined, but like, you know, the real things that I always wanted, you know, I, my first movie I did with Francis Ford Coppola and it was like one of the great experiences of my life. And so like getting to, and I had a great part and it is in the sense that. Every time I get to work with people like Ron or the cast or have a part that's this great, I don't really care what genre it is or what world it takes place in as long as it's something that has like a real story behind it and that I would want to go see, which this definitely is that.
1: Well, it sounds like Alden that yeah. you're you're so locked into the the family that is formed in a production like this. Yeah. Is there a bit of sadness when it wraps? Yeah. And it, even though you're out doing promo tour and you see them every once in a while, it's done. I mean, right. is there some separation anxiety, or I mean, do you miss these people?
7: Yeah. Well, actually, for this, for me, doing publicity is the time, they got to hang out in London a lot more than I did because I was like had to. I was basically in every day of the shoot. So this press tour has been a great. Uh, opportunity. We went to Cannes together. We were in London and getting to, we all flew on a plane together and it's just, just hanging out with all these people. We're not worried about learning what you have to do for the next day. Right. Is, is really fun. That's where it's, that's, that's been really fun.
1: So when we, watch with yeah.
7: solo yeah
1: we're gonna see an energy on the screen that was actually a fun energy oh, you guys yeah. you guys really had fun oh
7: absolutely and absolutely and it's hard not to especially because these things are so real it's like in any scene where there's explosions going on those explosions were really going on you know and wow. just like every Star Wars movie has its own like kind of little crew and our crew was just great and well, you know
3: I, I I saw the trailer during uh during the Marvel movie and mm-hmm. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan but I came in the next day and I said that I, I want to see this movie yeah,
7: because yeah. it
3: just looks like it's so much fun it is
7: really fun yeah. I think that's what's special about it that's why I'm excited for lots of kids to see it yeah. and everything like that it is just like really fun
1: well Alden thank you for coming in thank you thank I, you for I having could,
7: me I could just pick your brain for hours over <laughs> what it is
1: not only about the film but you and your, your career I just yeah. think it's so interesting uh, now we have to go back to a boring show <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of I'm going to miss you like the energy you had on the set we have now with you here right. it's about to just be sucked right out <laughs> anyway Alden uh, Aaron Reich of course it's Han Solo, as Han Solo in Solo a Star Wars story Alden
7: thank you thank very much you. thank you thank you so much great to thank be you. here thanks very much
6: live tweeting every morning follow us on Twitter at Elvis Duran Show Elvis Duran in the Morning Show
3: in today's connected world, it takes just one weak link and your personal information can get into the wrong hands. Good thing new LifeLock with Norton now has protection for your identity and devices. Join at LifeLock.com and use promo code Elvis for an extra 10% off your first year.
6: This is Elvis Duran and the Morning Show.
1: So last week we touched on something and I feel like we need to go back to it. Okay. It has to do with skeeries issue with dave brody saying dave brody an only child and because of that
0: he's an a-hole right well i didn't quite say he's an a-hole no, he i did know? not not in so many words basically well, qualities did. that are negative that come along with being an only child
1: okay so in other words scary's like <laughs> blaming all of dave brody's issues on the fact he was an only child so right. we brought this up we had a lot of people uh texting in and calling yeah. in. it really hit a nerve especially with only children that scary offended
5: <laughs> but then
0: the people that live with those only children currently came to my rescue and said, everything that you said, Scary, was right. Only children are selfish. They never had anyone to share with. So they didn't understand it when, you know, you had to share. Everything was me, me, me. And when you got into problems and debates, at least people with siblings can duke it out. And sometimes you come out a loser. But Brody's always a winner because Isn't that great? He, he had no one to argue. Okay, that's I, a problem. Okay, with, okay look, with,
1: I, I'm the youngest of three of uh, three boys. Right. But my two older brothers are much older than me, and they were out of the house. So I really, I'm a product of being a lonely only child as right. well.
9: And so, you never feel like you always have to be. Oh crap!
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me talk to Tara here. Hello, Tara. You're an only child.
9: Hi. Yeah.
10: Yes, I
1: am. We're having this discussion. Scary thinks right. that if you're an only child, you're selfish, you don't know how to interact with other people. <laughs> Is this true?
10: Um, okay, I don't think it's entirely true, but I think you are sort of less equipped sometimes um, to interact with other people because you're not doing it all the time. Um, and so there are times where I'm very used to like looking out for myself and my own needs. Um, and so there are times where I have to be like, okay. Like, stop.
1: Okay, so you, um, you're saying that you, you as an only child, you grew up having to be very self-focused. Yeah. Like, it was all about you, 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 you. Because there was no one else. Right. Right. But So you actually have to snap yourself out of it sometimes, and you actually blame it on being an only child?
2: Well, like, I'm not like, oh, there's nothing. Like,
10: it's just, like, other people's fault. Like, I know there is, like, something about, like, how I'm carrying myself, but I need to be like,
2: okay, well, like, let's, like, take a step back. Okay. But if
5: you
3: think about it, if you are an only child, your parent tends to dote on you, right? Because you're the only child, you're the prince or the princess, and you get everything (laughs) your heart desires. If there's two or three of you, you got to share everything and you got to learn to, you know, be a a person that can share with others and play well with others, right? you know?
0: I just think that only children are a a little more spoiled than children that had to share with their siblings. And when it comes to debate, only children... (laughs) Get to fight with themselves and they win every time. Well, yeah. when you're sibling, Tara. You got to okay, duke well, it out. You got to make your point, time. and sometimes you come out butthurt. You're, you're wrong. Rules. Well, hold on, hold Tara. Fight,
1: <laughs> Tara, do you do you ever feel like you always have to be? right? Are you one of those know it alls that has to always be right? And, and can you tie that back to being an only child?
10: Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> there, there there are times where I'm kind of like, well, I know what's going on. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like used to sort of, like, laying things out for myself because I don't have other people to, to really argue about it with. There you go. And that also kind of comes from how my parents are as people. They're lovely people. I just think we're all a little bit stubborn.
1: Yeah. See, I'm the same way because I, I wasn't an only child, but I my brothers were much older than me. Yeah. And so I, was mm-hmm. the, I really was the only child. And so... <laughs> I, I I can start to blame some of my shortcomings on that. I guess <laughs> you
5: can.
10: Oh sure.
1: Anyway, well, uh, thank we you.
10: Fun stuff to blame things on. <laughs> well, Tara, thank you. You go
1: off and you you be yeah. the best only child you could be. We, and thanks for listening I to sure us. I sure will
0: try. All right, take care. <laughs> There's sacrifice and compromise when you have siblings. There are sometimes that you win, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't get that toy. Sometimes you don't get to go here, and the other sibling gets to go. To sometimes that you get
3: hand me downs. Right, scary. Yes, yeah,
0: sometimes you do. But <laughs> yep. when you're an only child, you win every time. And it's right. Always great. bite and shine. What great tea? If I may, I don't know if I fully agree with Skiri, but I will say, so when my mom got remarried to Stan, you know, is Stan on the crapper? So Stan, brought, <laughs> yes. Stan, Stan was already married and he had a daughter and she was the only child. Huh. So when she moved into my house, it was already me and my one sister already, who's the youngest. And she always understood my joking around and kidding and stuff like that. I remember one time making a joke with my sister Michelle And she took it, she was very offended. And it went back to the fact that she was an only child. She didn't have a brother to pick on her through the early stages. So there was an adjustment period where we all had a kind of like, do
1: things together to figure get out that. a way. I get to that. Mold that the family yeah. Right. Okay. I got you. Uh, so uh, yeah. On Facebook, they're saying uh, Megan Butler says I have I've had friends who are only children, and you can tell. Not saying all only children are brats, <laughs> oh, but when I have children, I'm going to have more than one. Uh, Amber <laughs> says I'm the only child of an only child. I can be a straight up bitch, but usually I'm pretty nice. Uh, on Twitter, Tanya says I'm an only child, and I'm. Oh, it's okay for me to admit when I'm wrong. I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong, and it's not. Okay, let's talk about that tweet that Web Girl Kathleen posted about this. I know you got very... Can you bring her in? Yeah. I know you got very offended
9: at yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. I'm, he's offended because he got uh, attributed to him, but I'm offended because of the verbiage. So.
1: Okay, so but- Web Girl Kathleen, we're talking about the only child
9: tweet. <laughs> yeah. Now, now what, what did you tweet out? I tweeted out... Um, well, Bertie, you can read it It says, verbatim. are you an only child? Is your boyfriend or girlfriend an only child? At Scary Jones is convinced that an only child... That all only children are a-holes like (laughs) at David Brody. By the way, David David underscore. I love that tweet. What's wrong with that tweet? You're putting
0: words in my mouth. I never called only children (laughs) a-holes. You're basically
3: when the mics called, were on. And basically you're calling David Brody an a-hole. Yeah.
6: I was calling David Brody an a-hole. I'm sorry. No, Brody and I have a love-hate relationship. And right. I'm an inst- I love Brody. She hates Brody. I'm an instigator. So I wanted to get some really good
9: comments on social. So Brody, I'm sorry for calling you an a-hole. i, 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 I got to be honest. I
1: think that tweet is totally appropriate. Right. No, I love, but, I love oh, tweet. The
9: topic was Brody thinks he's always right not Brody's an a-hole. I'm okay. an honest woman. Well, then I got an
1: idea. Let's change this topic to is Brody an a-hole? Yeah, I, like uh,
5: that. I like that's, a,
9: that's a
0: very yeah. short topic. I'm an a-hole. <laughs> well, first of all,
1: let's take a vote.
3: Let's call his wife. I,
1: oh. Okay, Okay, uh, uh, yes, Greg T. 100% I
0: agree. He's yeah. a-hole. Daniel. I second
3: Greg T. Okay. Yes. See, with me, he's not usually. So I'm going to go ahead and say he has moments, but yeah. for the most part, right. no. Scary, is Brody an a-hole? He's an absolute a-hole.
5: Now,
0: what about you? Uh, <laughs> you know, I'd say Say 85% me. of the time A-hole, A-hole. Yes. But, yeah.
3: I will give him this He's a lovable A-hole
5: Scotty A-hole. B
1: Scotty B vote Is Dave Brody an A-hole? Oh, I love the guy But uh, a little bit Yeah Yeah. <laughs> Yuretsa
2: Um, I don't know what it's talking about But if it's about Brody 110% Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> and I too uh, have to say I, I think sometimes You can be a little A-hole-ish
9: And I think sometimes You can be yeah. an only childish
5: oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I said, Last
0: week I was talking to Brody Right And there was like A little poll- was in this in in our conversation, so I wanted to jump in, and you know he told me right out of the door. he goes, just don't interrupt me, and I was like what, and then and oh Sam was here, and yeah. Sam's like she whispered to me, she goes. Yeah, okay. and I'm like, exactly. Sometimes Brody has a tendency to discipline us the way he would his children. Yeah, he was like, "Shut up, Scary!" Yeah, he points at me and says, "Shut up." That's the most condescending <laughs> thing someone could do. Okay. No, no the up. most
9: condescending thing is when you put your hand in the face and go. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, okay. Like, well, well, we let's, let's talk about that. Scary does
1: do that,
3: but Scary doesn't know how to talk. That's the thing. Scary comes from a background where. It, yelling was the answer because and there was three of us. Right, in five ta-
1: kids. No, you're doing it now. <laughs>
3: yeah. Okay, well, okay. That's how he so expresses himself.
1: Let's let's have a vote. <laughs> and believe me, feel free to vote me the one.
9: How yeah. many a holes in the room? No, who's
1: the biggest a hole
9: on the show? Oh, Dave Brody. <laughs> on okay, the Dave show? Brody on the show. I liked it better when I stood in the corner and didn't talk. <laughs> yeah.
5: See, it used
3: to be Greg T, but he's on what? meds and he's much nicer oh my God. now.
5: Greg
9: yeah, Greg T on meds is you're fabulous. Much
3: nicer, I just started my bags about three weeks we
5: ago. Love oh, it. We whatever love it. whatever, you're, whatever you're
0: doing,
10: you keep
1: on doing it. Do
3: you guys really feel that I'm like oh, a bad yeah. Oh, yes.
1: No, I oh, think yeah. you're awesome.
3: We were what? talking about it before. We said T is so much more mellow. We love it. Wait, what? Yeah.
1: yeah the so, so you guys really
0: off.
3: thought that like, I was an a-hole?
0: Come no, on, no, I just think you're a-hole. You're not you
3: were a hole. you, Els, you love me. No, no, I,
0: I love.
1: <laughs> no, 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 I just think ever since you have embraced uh, your, your, uh, your. Mental, meds. your your mental state, and yes. you've gone on meds. Yes, I think it's done a world of good for you, and
5: yeah. I
0: hope that you see the good that we see because you're you're terrific.
5: Really? Yeah, Absolutely. you are. Yeah, you really are. You're a
0: different person. You really are. I,
5: you stop it. I was
0: talking behind your back earlier. I was just going to be honest about it. I was telling them.
5: Uh huh. i could cry We well, all said yes. yeah. Normally talking
9: you. to behind your back. It's negative. But it's <laughs> you know, it's time.
1: something not look. You know, we don't talk enough about mental mental illness. We don't talk about this enough, and it, it's it's something we should be talking about more and more and more. Wow. And you know what i th- i think that everyone deserves a shot at being happy but sometimes you may have to take medication to get there and uh i don't know i'm just i'm going to go out on a limb and just assume this you seem much happier these days and, yeah. you, and you deserve to be happy so i'm i'm glad i'm glad wow. for you yeah. this isn't for us this is for you
0: i can't believe this i'm so then i want to say that I'm so sorry for 23 and a half years of being an a-hole. <laughs> no, I didn't no, say no, you are no, an that, a-hole. That, that's <laughs> not what we meant. <laughs> but t-
3: do you feel happier?
0: I, I guess. I don't know. I'm just kind of like, you know, middle, mellow. I'm, I'm mellow. mellow, yeah, I guess, well, you know?
1: No, I think you're great. You're doing good. <laughs> no, Whenever, no, whatever support you need from us, you know we're always
4: here for that. The new a-hole
3: apparently in the hallways is Nate, but, you know, that's a different oh, story. Yeah, you do.
4: Get, you get to. <laughs> I know I'm an a-hole. I have to be sometimes.
0: Like, you have to be, Elvis.
4: No, wait a second Elvis Nate? is
9: never an a-hole by the way
4: never that's not what you said 20 minutes ago I'm typically always an a-hole wasn't
0: Nate hired to be an a-hole wasn't that the position no he was, was that hu- a pre no <laughs>
1: he was hired to be the executive producer of the show and to organize things and keep people moving and motivated and, but requ- that, that, and that strategize that that's what job I'm re- with 20 minutes late <laughs> that job requires being an a-hole so. sometimes <laughs> sometimes yeah. my job always requires being an a-hole <laughs> you know what when I was growing up in this business I always thought the morning guy at the radio station always an a-hole and now I know why I get it
3: okay now am I ever an a-hole yes yeah. I am but when but tell me when
8: you can be somebody
3: uh- but to you I'm never an a-hole you jackass. Okay, sometimes.
5: <laughs> Wait a minute.
8: Okay, who's
4: the biggest jackass no. on the show? <laughs> okay.
3: Sometimes when?
4: Okay, sometimes when you're busy doing something for yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you forget that you have something else to do. <laughs> but you can if be my A-hole kid
3: called, well, it's I like an emergency. Just tell
9: me your kid's calling and okay. go and talk. Oh, okay. Also, when you sometimes make a mistake and someone tries to correct you, you get mad at them for it.
3: Yeah, because you try to correct me every time, oh, that's, everything. Because oh, I'm yeah. an only child, I'm yeah. always
9: oh. right. Yeah,
4: it always get,
3: goes back to that.
4: Danielle gets so defensive when you say something wrong, and then we
1: correct you. Oh, whatever. You knew what I meant. <laughs>
3: So he's not dead. He said he's dead. Big deal. I love you, Danielle. <laughs> I love you too. All right,
1: let's take a break. Katie <laughs> Couric, our buddy Katie Couric, love, love, love her. Uh, I've always been a fan, and now she has this show that is just so terrific. It's really perfect for the times we live in. Uh, we're going to talk to her about that coming up uh, in about an hour. Yeah.
6: Elvis's personal Instagram account. Follow him now at Elvis Duran. Elvis Duran in the morning show.
1: Hey, it's Elvis Duran. You've heard how Wells Fargo is holding themselves accountable for recent issues. They're working hard to rebuild trust, reestablish core values, and stay vigilant. So check out where they're headed at wellsfargo.com renew. You just might be surprised. Wells Fargo Bank, NA. Tate's Bake Shop cookies. Let's talk about them. You know what? I actually had some left over from our Memorial Day extravaganza.
3: How is that even possible?
1: It is. <laughs> I bought a lot. Oh, I buy a load of Tates because I know they're going to go fast, yeah. and I like to share them. I mean, a lot of people were leaving, and I said, "Here, take some Tates." Oh, that was nice. No big deal. Our friend Kathleen King. She's the original found founder of Tate's Bake Shop, and they're still in their original bake shop out there in beautiful Southampton, New York. And we want you to give the gift of cookies. Send a bag to your friends. Send a bag to you. They also have other desserts and packages and great gift baskets as well. Go to tatesbakeshop.com. Enter the promo code Elvis. You get 20% off your next order. It's just a genius idea. You'll be loved forever. tatesbakeshop.com. Use the promo code Elvis at checkout for 20% off your next order. We love Tate's Bake Shop. Uniquely crispy, deeply delicious.
6: Don't answer the phone. Elvis. Elvis, Elvis Duran. The Elvis Duran phone tap. Here we
1: go. A phone tap. An old friend coming to visit us again.
0: Hmm. Scary? Yes? Go ahead. Francis wants to phone tap her dad, Sydney. Sydney is retired and sits home all day. And when telemarketers call him, he doesn't hang up right away. Instead, he engages them in conversation and he messes with them. Oh, no. So, she thought this could make a great scenario for a phone tap using my Michael Oppenheimer character. Look, you know, I'm surprised people... Don't recognize
1: this Michael Oppenheimer guy, but sometimes they don't like this guy. Here we go. Scary's phone tap.
8: Hello? Uh, yes, good morning. Good morning. This is Mr. Michael Oppenheimer with Cockburn's Port Wine. How are you doing today, sir? Port
11: Wine? I'm, I'm yes. doing fine. How, how are you? Who are you?
8: My name is Mr. Michael Oppenheimer. Um, you,
11: Michael Oppenheimer, uh, do I know you?
8: Well, you're getting to know me as we speak right now. Yeah, you're okay. on a list of people to be called today. About really? Yes. How did um, you get
11: that list? How did my name get on that list?
8: We understand that you enjoy wine. The Cockburns family have vineyards for years. We are purveyors of fine port.
11: You should change the name of your wine. It's a lousy name,
8: sir. I'm here to just sell it. I'm not. I don't make those decisions. Well, I
11: mean, so. You know, Smuckers did a great job with jelly, but Cockburn wine?
8: That's real. You can look us up.
11: I will look you up. Never heard of you.
8: Cockburn's fine tawny port pairs beautifully with nuts.
11: Holy s, you really are real. That's weird. I never heard of you.
8: (laughs) So, anyway, we could have three bottles of your choice sent over to you. Three bottles? No, no, three bottles. That's three bottles. Oh, I
11: thought you said free. I'll take the free
8: wine. for just sixty nine ninety nine. So uh sounds like I, you're. I'm not, a fan. I'm, not,
11: I'm not. I'm not interested, fella. I, I'm not gonna. Well, maybe pay for, somebody for in your family. That, I mean, even though you're online, no, I'm not interested. you okay? are an
8: online but, wine.
11: I don't want to wine at you, but but please. Get off my line! I don't want to talk to you anymore.
8: Don't you have any special occasions coming okay, up? Okay, I'm not.
11: I'm not interested. I'm not interested. A family
8: barbecue. Leave
11: me alone, okay?
8: Is it someone's birthday? I'm going to hang up on you. Nothing is like giving the gift of Cockburns.
11: Leave me alone! Don't you understand plain English? Hello.
8: Oh, yes. Good morning. This is Mr. Michael Oppenheimer with Cockburn's Port Wine.
11: Hi, my- Michael. And I'm- Michael, we've already spoken. Okay. I'm not interested in your You line. didn't let me finish, Please sir. Stop, no, 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 I don't, I'm not interested. I looked you up online. The secret... You know, you're a real thing, even though the name sucks. Leave me alone, okay? Stop calling me.
8: The secret to Cockburn's great taste is in the seasoned wood from the barrels it's stored in. Seasoned
11: wood in the barrel. You know what? Get your f- yourself in the barrel and drown yourself in your Cockburn wine. you dead? I don't want to talk to you!
8: Hello? Good morning. This is Mr. Michael Oppenheimer with Coughsberg Port Wine. Oh, hang on a second. I'm just wine. about
11: to do something. Don't go away, please. Okay? Just no, no. Just, it makes just, the
8: perfect just, party pairing. Just, just a minute. Your guests will swallow every drop. Uh, you, you, it's a pretty stiff drink. Uh, they're just flushing the door. I had to pee. Imagine the look on their faces when they open the door and you're standing there with a cockburns in your hand.
11: I can't imagine anything except punching you in the nose.
8: From its sleek, beautiful bottle, sleek, the second, bull the bull second,
11: white or red or mixed together and piss pink. I won't drink it. I don't care about the barrels. I don't care about the bottles or the labels.
8: Your guests will want some more when you're. I host-
11: guess I don't have guests. Nobody comes to my home. Nobody calls me except you.
8: Everyone around the table will be putting cockburns in their You wine mouth.
11: And shove it up your ass, you You don't even have the decency to have your number come across. I might call her ID so. For sixty nine ninety nine,
8: can... it's a steal of a deal. This $69.99. is sixty
11: nine ninety nine. Do that with your girlfriend while you're both drunk on your cockburn wine.
8: We do accept PayPal, sir.
11: You do accept PayPal. That's wonderful. Take your Just PayPal to... out on a date and get her drunk.
8: Did you know that our wine has won awards? I don't give a shit. raise. Your glass with me. Pretend like you're holding a cockburns. And take a sip with
11: me. What did you do wrong in life? From the tone of your voice, you must be on mega doses of Prozac.
8: Can't you just taste these ripe grapes?
11: You're calling me from a mental institution. You're in a straitjacket with a microphone around your head. This is all you can do with your life. You're an idiot.
8: If you don't like it, you can return it.
11: You know, call the nurse and ask her for some more Prozac. We'll okay. get your money Maybe back. Maybe will put you to sleep, and you'll just be having this wonderful dream about calling people who don't exist. Do that, please. You'll save
8: the world. Sir, it sounds like you've already got a head start in drinking.
11: <laughs> well, hey, you know what? That's a great idea. Why don't you come over in your limousine and pick me up and drive me to drink? I don't <laughs> want to hear from you anymore, you pathetic piece of
8: Well, you don't have to hear much more of me because you've been phone tapped.
0: Huh? My name is Scary Jones from Elvis Duran in the Morning Show, and your daughter Frances put us up to this. What are you talking about? We're a radio show. Radio show? Yeah.
11: You're driving me nuts with this Yeah, Francis. Oh, why?
0: Because Francis knows that you like to mess with telemarketers when they call.
6: Oh s***. The Elvis Duran phone tap. This phone tap was pre-recorded with permission granted by all participants. The Elvis Duran phone tab
5: show
3: <laughs> hey it's danielle so think back to your last good hair day mine uh three weeks ago last tuesday but i remember it like it was yesterday now imagine the euphoria of a gorgeous hair day Imagine no longer because Ulta Beauty's gorgeous hair event is here. Head in for three weeks of daily beauty steals of up to 50% off your most loved brands like Redken, Living Proof, and Dry Bar. Don't keep your gorgeous hair waiting. Hurry into Ulta Beauty because the gorgeous hair event ends June 2nd.
6: Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. Hey, iHeartRadio
1: is doing the coolest thing. I, I, I can't stop playing with it. It's called graduationplaylist.com and you can also just if you're on your iHeartRadio app you can just do a search for graduation and the playlists are there you punch in the year you graduated and it'll give you all the songs from that year I
3: love this have you done this? no I want to do it but it's such a cool idea the person who sat there and input all the songs from each year
1: so I was taken back to my graduation year graduating high school 1982 (laughs) my god that's a long time ago.
5: What song? This was
1: one of our graduation songs.
5: You
1: want to hear another graduation hit. Yeah.
5: Eight
1: six seven five three zero nine. Remember that? I love
5: it.
1: But also in nineteen eighty two. That's so long ago. Tainted Love was a hit.
5: Sometimes I feel I've got to run away. All right,
1: so let's look at Yuritza. Yuritza, what year did you graduate high school?
2: 2012. <laughs> <laughs> remember the year that we were all supposed to die?
1: Yeah. Just leave uh, the room. <laughs> here, here are the songs from your graduation playlist. Yes. From iHeartRadio. Hold on. This
3: is my graduation song, for real. For, real? <laughs> for reals? For
1: reals. So from your graduation year.
5: 2012.
1: Also, this was a big hit the year you graduated. Here's another one. So, you remember these from your graduation? Of course. Really is a lot of fun to play uh, play the songs you graduated. To. I mean, it's just, it's remarkable. So it's uh, playlist dot or just it's on your iHeartRadio website. Yeah, yes, it's yeah. amazing. Well, it is graduation season, and as you know, every year we play "Sunscreen." Boz Lerman he produced this years and years and years ago, and every time we play it, people hear it for the first time. Sometimes they've never heard it before. It's like, wow, what'd you hear? They got that new song. Yeah. Well, that came out about
0: 1998. Exactly.
1: Remember, we actually talked to laws, Ber- Lerman about this song. We what did- was it? He said about it. I remember
4: he said he wanted to update it. Remember? Yeah. Because it's been out now for what? 20 years. Yeah. yeah. So there's so many things that really don't, I don't want to necessarily necessarily say apply anymore, but are kind of outdated. Right. they they talk about like
1: beepers, pagers, and stuff like that. I don't
0: know. <laughs> yeah. well, and, what's scary? And when the song first came out, I interpreted it one way and I blew it off. But then years later hearing it, I there was other meanings to the song. So some people are gonna experience it now that heard it back then and they're gonna discover some new meanings to it.
12: All right, Boz Lerman, Sunscreen. Ladies and gentlemen, wear sunscreen. Read the directions, even if you don't follow them. Do not read beauty magazines. They will only make you feel ugly. Get to know your parents. You never know when they'll be gone for good. Be nice to your siblings. They're your best link to your past and the people most likely to stick with you in the future. But trust me, on the sunscreen.
1: Everybody's free to wear sunscreen. Uh, do a search on that. It's Boz Lerman. Excellent. Okay, put it away. We'll play it again in 365 days. <laughs> <laughs> Have you spit in the cup yet?
3: Not yet, but I can't wait to.
1: 23andMe, uh, we talk about them all the time. I loved getting that envelope, opening it up, and learning about me. Mm-hmm. Like, where am I
10: from? What makes me up to be who I am? Well, so Garrett recently spit in the cup. Yes. That was a lot of saliva. You don't realize that you have to produce so much saliva and send it away. But it's it's worth it. Yes. Because in this envelope, I have your 23andMe results. I figured this would be the best way to find out.
3: Wait, you don't know? You haven't seen them?
10: I have no idea. All I know is from what my parents have told me okay, growing up. Okay, what have they told you? They told me the... the the best that they know of is that I'm 70% Irish and 30% German. Vogel is my last name. That's where the German comes from. Right. Okay. So that's all I really know about me. Huh? Do you want to know more about you? Yes. I'm very excited.
3: I can't wait. I'm so
10: excited. Like Maury Povich
3: minus the children.
5: <laughs> yes. <laughs> you okay. are not the father. <laughs> yeah. We're going
1: we're gonna to go to page three in a second. But let look at this. Uh, your report oh. highlights... Uh, Celiac disease Which I have Slightly increased risk for that Ooh, Yes <laughs> uh, Confirmed <laughs> Ooh, interesting 85.8% British and Irish so There up. we go What else do we know? Okay. La, Wait, la, la. so I'm 85% br- British and Irish You better British and
10: change
3: Irish. your accent
1: Okay, here we go <laughs> Let me go to the, the juicy stuff May I help you?
8: Yeah, yeah I'm right here
1: Alright, here's the juicy stuff about Okay uh huh. We 100 percent European. All right. 85.8 percent British Irish. 4.5 percent French and German. So I'm only four percent German then. Nine percent broadly Northwestern European. Uh, there's nothing in here.
10: <laughs> Earwax. <laughs> What, yes, you you, you get airwax. Well, apparently my wife was saying something about being a Neanderthal on there as well. You're uh more. <laughs> yes, you have Neanderthal oh. ancestry.
2: Wow.
3: There you go. Wow.
1: More oh, than wait, 92% of
3: customers. Wait,
0: don't we all have Neanderthal? Or- Not everybody.
10: Does that explain my forehead, though? I don't know.
0: I thought we all had that. Didn't we all come from the Neanderthals?
3: Well, some of us more than others.
5: (laughs) I think
1: some of us took took a turn back. (laughs) This is interesting, though, these traits reports.
3: Now, can I ask a question? What? How from spitting in a cup can they know you have celiac or you're at a higher risk for that?
1: I don't know.
3: Like, it's not blood work. But
1: listen to to about about Garrett's genetics. I don't know how that works. Uh, asparagus odor detection Likely you can smell asparagus I, I get that Was Okay wait they, Are they talking about the after? I, I don't know All right. Okay, back hair Likely a little upper back hair I don't know Okay Turn around Do you have a little b- Likely Do you have back hair on uh, no. the top? No oh, right. Not really Bald spot Likely no bald spot uh, yeah. Maybe a little in the back but. Uh, <laughs> cheek dimples Likely no dimples I've uh, got dimples Earlobe type Likely detached earlobes
3: huh? Yeah they're detached
1: uh, early hair loss Likely no early hair loss Earwax type Likely a wet earwax That is true <laughs> Eye color issue. Lightly brown or hazel
5: mm-hmm. finger,
1: right. oh, finger length ratio Likely your ring finger is longer uh, Close Okay Close. Uh, freckles Likely a little bit of freckles. Yes okay. On my stomach Hair texture Light straight or, or yeah, light hair. yeah Light or dark hair Likely dark <laughs> Newborn hair Likely little baby hair That's just weird what is this?
10: The photic needs a sneeze if
1: reflex. If you look
4: at light, you'll sneeze.
3: Oh, that's, yeah. Do
10: you ever sneeze when you look into the sunlight? Not that I know of. Am I supposed to, according
3: a to lot, this? A lot of people do.
1: Likely, big toe is longer. Yes. Likely, no unibrow.
10: <laughs> Not related to scary. Okay.
3: This is crazy.
10: But, uh, it was, but the one thing I got out of that, though, is I thought I had at least 30% German in me, but I only have 8%. Would you like some more? Uh,
5: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when Elvis, when I, I did my 23 in me, uh my results came out to be that I am 3% um North African and I'm also I believe I'm Middle Eastern as well. I have Middle Eastern okay. too. I could is, is Some
1: of your family from Sicily? Where
10: yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah well, that that could be where that comes yeah. from. Maybe. Oh. What's British and Irish? So am I both? I don't know. Well, I think yeah. Yeah, that area is so close, maybe they can't detect if you're
1: British or Irish. Yeah. And scary is 4% Geico caveman.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I just read that on your 23andMe.
3: (laughs) I think that if I did it, I'd have a little Asian... DNA in me. Because my mom, the maiden name, Colo, my mom swears that there is Asian uh, background in, in our family. And she's like, I think if we did it, it would come back. That we would have a little in us.
1: Well, look at uh, Daniel's 23 Me. It says, there is a 2% chance you have a mustache.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I said this once before,
0: Elvis, and, and, I, and I really think this, and I really believe this. If everybody got their 23 and Me results done, I think the world would be a much happier place. Because we'd realize that we're all we're not 100% anything. We're right. all built with parts of other cultures in us. That's a very good point.
1: So, the a big
3: melting pot.
1: I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Straight Nate, what's your background? Have I, you done 23andMe? Yeah, I did
4: 23andMe. What'd you learn? And I learned I was mostly Ukrainian. And then what was surprising is I'm part Ashkenazi Jew, which I didn't know anything about. Right. So now I got 23andMe kits for my parents to figure out which of them has the background.
1: Huh. Because I, I we don't know. It's, Isn't it? It's amazing. They yeah. can take your spit, take it to the lab, and figure you out. And as
4: you start going even farther back, you find out which side of the family is actually from where, and then you can actually reveal some family secrets potentially.
1: You know, our intern Alex had an interesting twenty three andMe story, right? Yeah. Let me turn your mic on. Oh, go ahead. What?
9: Yeah, she uh, is adopted, but she was told she was Colombian, and because she doesn't know who her birth parents are, she said, "Well, let me take the twenty three andMe test and see how what comes back." turns out she's 40 percent Native American and she researched it and found out that Native Americans migrated to that area of Latin America and that it's a common thing she had no idea that's so cool For the ah. whole life she thought she was 100 percent Hispanic and it turns out she's 60 percent Hispanic roughly and f- uh, roughly 40 percent Native American
3: Wow
1: you know I'm and because of the 23and me uh, program I'm I'm getting notifications from people who might be my relative Did oh. you are
10: you getting these things too Yes, I'm related to you, by the way.
3: I oh, forgot okay. to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, so son. leave me in your will. Thank you.
9: <laughs> that reminds me. Adopted Alex found out as part of this, she may have a sister living in Long Island, which is not far from where she currently lives. See, that's so cool.
1: Those are like the wow moments that you can get from, from doing these things. Yeah. I think that's pretty amazing, too. But the question is, how much do you know about you? I don't know a lot about me. I don't know where my family is really from or... or I mean, I can't tell you where my great great grandparents lived on my dad's side. No one knows. Hmm. It's just a big mystery. And I think the more we can find out about ourselves, like Scary said, uh, you know, you get some answers to maybe some questions. Why do I look the way I look? Why right. do I, you know, I, I don't know. You know. Well, what's really
4: interesting to me, Elvis, because my all of my family really came here in the I don't know, late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. And your family had been in the country for a long time. Did they, like, fight at the Alamo or something like that?
1: Yeah, no, no. Th- th- yeah. Some some of them did yeah. somewhere. Like that's I mean, really interesting to me. But before there, they were in Kentucky. You know, I, I don't yeah. know. Where were they in Kentucky? What are they doing in Kentucky? Are they I, horse
0: I, racers? I don't
1: know. Is that why I love make horses it, so much? Oh, They
4: make bourbon there. Maybe that's That's it. why I drink so much <laughs> bourbon.
0: A few years horses. back, my sister drew a family tree, like a really extended family tree. Did all kinds of research on it. And then went to Italy, went to the countrysides of Sicily, and reconnected with distant cousins. See,
1: that's cool. She hung yeah, out with cool.
0: Valentina, my cousin, <laughs> for like a week and a half. And then when she left, the whole family cried. Aww. They're like, why are you leaving us, my sister? You know, they became attached. Isn't that crazy, though?
1: No, I love that. See, this is the stories I love. I mean... <laughs> How much do you know about you and your family, and it's it's you know we learn about our country's history, our world history. we never learn about our history right, right. because we are a part of the history of the world you know I just there's just a big a big global way of approaching this and i I, I love it I want to know more yeah well, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, do I have time how do I draw my own family tree I
8: don't know. Well, you have
0: to do some research into that. Spit in this cup
3: <laughs> <laughs> take this cup in the other room. <laughs> By the way, I'm, I'm friends with
0: Valentina on Facebook now. But she writes in all Italian. I don't know what she's saying. Hit the translate
3: button. Yeah, there's a translate button.
0: Oh, yeah?
3: <laughs> don't you use that on Instagram? I use it on Instagram all the time. No. Translate.
1: So don't you have some first cousins in your family, Scary, that married each other?
0: Yeah, my great-grandmother and my great-grandfather are
1: oh, first there you cousins. go. They, yeah. Did 23 of me have anything to say about that?
0: <laughs> no.
5: <laughs> 23
0: 23 and my cousin
6: the official instagram of the morning show follow us now at elvis duran show this is elvis duran in the morning show
1: hey it's elvis duran you've heard how wells fargo is holding themselves accountable for recent issues they're working hard to rebuild trust re-establish core values and stay vigilant so, check out where they're headed at wellsfargo.com slash renew. You just might be surprised. Wells Fargo Bank N.A.
6: This, this is Elvis Duran and the Morning Show.
3: It's very loud here.
1: Hey, uh, Katie Kirk is about to come on the show. This is so
3: exciting.
1: It is exciting, and this is my problem with it. I'm going to bring this up to her. Yeah. I'm so excited to interview her, I'm afraid... It'll be a disappointing interview. Really? It's all. I, I always just. I get nervous about now, interviewing people that I really, really, really admire.
3: Do you think you'll be disappointed with the interview, or you'll be dis- she'll be disappointed in you? Which one do you think it is? People are
1: usually disappointed with us. <laughs> anyway, Katie Couric has this new show. It's out on National Geographic, uh, but but it's everywhere on demand. Yeah. And she worked. She's worked her ass off. She'll tell you. She mm-hmm. worked her ass off for this show. And this show, it, it can get a little touchy. Yeah, there's some, some some controversial content in there, but the stuff that we stay away from, right? Because I mean, look, there's a lot of stuff out there in uh, in society that we don't want to tackle because it's you know it hurts feelings, mm-hmm. people are politically correct, whatever. Anyway, she worked her ass off for this show. We got to bring her in, talk about it, and also we're going to go back in her past and play a very interesting piece of sound, <laughs> which is so great. Can you turn my microphone up a little bit, Scary? Turn All right. it up. Please welcome to the show, Katie Couric. There she is. Hi!
3: how are you Hi, this is danielle nice to, nice to see, see you, you.
13: how's Hi everyone
1: are you disappointed in the interview so far
13: <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't hear what you guys were saying about okay i'll tell me. you what we we're saying you were in I, a soundproof booth okay okay
1: Kate, i get nervous interviewing people that i really truly admire i'm
13: a, they say you should never meet your idols yeah well i i don't think you'd call me your idol elvis but, but i'm happy to be here and I'm. I'm. You can't be nervous because I'm so normal and super easy to talk to, don't you think, Elvis? Yeah. And I'm listening to my voice and my headset, and I'm sounding very low and raspy.
1: You are, you are.
5: <laughs> <coughs> hi! You're turning
13: everyone
1: on. Okay, I want to talk about how you worked your ass off for this show, and that's a quote, by the way. Katie Kirk used the A word. Okay. I did. Uh, that's okay. But this this show is so important. It's so important to know that there are a billion different things you could be watching. Right. We, found some, we found something that you really need to watch. It'll open your mind. It'll teach you something. You actually learned a lot doing this show. Oh my sure. god. This
13: was like writing six theses on six different topics. Honestly, I had to take these huge issues and unravel them, unpack them, figure out how could I make them engaging and visual and who would I talk to and how do you position it? And they're all sort of controversial. And my goal was to really give people, I always say that today everyone has an opinion without portfolio. You know, they have a point of view, but it's not based on really much of anything except for what their friends are saying or what maybe they heard or something they saw. And in some of these, uh, issues there are a lot of nuances and complexities and people need to sort of see the big picture in some cases not in all cases some people have justifiable opinions on a lot of issues believe me i know that but on some of these bigger issues like the ones I tackled, I feel like it's really important to have context and perspective so then you can have an informed opinion, which seems to be rarer and
1: rarer these days. People need to do more of this because I tell you, in in this day and age we live in, uh, no one wants to hear any opinion except for their own. They want to be right all the time without knowing the facts. And, and a friend of mine said, it's
13: you know, exhausting. In, in, the, in terms of how we get our news and information, everyone gets affirmation instead of information because they're listening to outlets that reflect back at them their own points of view. They're never challenged by different points of view. And I think the whole impetus to have a measured, reasonable conversation is antithetical to the news environment today.
1: Well, in a moment, I'm going to go down the, uh, the list of the topics on yeah. each show and you'll see what we're talking yeah. about. Did,
3: now, the topics that you, we're going to go over, did you pick them out of a bunch of topics or were these specifically something that like you were really interested in at first?
13: Yes. No, I picked them because I just thought, you know, a lot of these subjects are getting short shrift. I felt like they deserved a, 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 a deeper examination. And I was personally fascinated by all of them. And I was confused by some of them and I wanted to have a deeper understanding myself. So the kind of the approach I took, Danielle is I was like, come take a journey with me. Let's learn about this together. So, then we, can, then we can continue to talk about it.
1: Right. Wow. You know, let's take a step back. Uh, there was a documentary you did about gender right. gender in America. I, is that really what got you interested in this format of traveling across the country yeah, and meeting people? I did this. that's a difficult job.
13: It, I did this documentary for National Geographic called Gender Revolution okay. because there was such a change in how gender identity was being understood. And for me, as somebody who is 61 and grew up in this sort of blue-pink paradigm, this idea that people could be gender non-conforming and non-binary and fluid. My daughter, who's graduating from college next month, told me her first class, uh, she goes to Stanford, everyone introduced themselves and then gave their preferred pronouns. Now it's just pronouns because preferred suggests it's a choice. Right. And I said, wow, things have really changed since I was in college. And I had also interviewed Carmen Carrera on my talk show and had made a really stupid comment or asked a really dumb question. It was pre taped. I said to my producers, keep it in because it's important to have a teachable moment. I asked her a question about her ana- anatomy, which was really offensive to the trans community. And now, of course, I understand why. But you learned. I yeah. learned. And I also wanted people to learn that if someone like me, who's, uh, I think, a pretty open minded, fair mind, you know, fair person, makes that mistake that people could understand why that's a mistake and how they shouldn't make it. But I ended up getting a lot of backlash from the trans community. But instead of kind of cowering, I decided to face my mistake head on and say, clearly, I have a lot to learn about this. So I'm going to do it. And hopefully in the process of my education, I can educate other people as well. So that's how Gender Revolution came about. And National Geographic was very pleased with that documentary. They said, why don't you do some more? And I remember Dr. Oz, who I don't often quote, said when I was on his show talking about my gender documentary, he said, you know what I realized? is it's hard to hate up close you know once you personalize a situation once you get to know people and 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 kind of get in their shoes and in their skin it's the hate sort of dissipates and you can be much more accepting and understanding of a lot of people's travails so this is why people need to watch more programming like this Learn
1: rather than sitting there and yell, yelling at people. I mean, yeah. Tell me, we live in this world, and I see it every day here, Katie. Uh, I can say almost anything and watch my text messages roll through like that. And there's so many people who are so easily offended yeah. at things they think they heard or things they just don't understand. It's 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 mind-boggling. And
3: even when you try to like go a straight line, like you know, you don't go to the left or to the right. People always assume that, oh, you said this, so this means you're this. Well, you said this, so this means you're this. And they they don't know. They haven't really listened.
13: Everyone is on the attack these days and lashing out. Yeah. You no, know? they're not. not. <laughs> and, and, and gosh, it's, I think what was so wonderful for me about this series is I got to listen. And I got to think. And I got to sort of consider uh, what's going on in different points of view. Every it, Everything is so sort of hyper Supercharged right now, right. I think yeah. the the climate.
1: Listen to episode list. Okay. The list of episodes. Uh, the Muslim next door. What's it like being Muslim in America?
13: Fifty mm-hmm. percent but- of Americans say they've never met a Muslim. Hate crimes and Islamophobia are up. Yeah. And uh, you know, I wanted to 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 really also understand how we had this narrative about Islam and Muslims uh, worldwide and in this country that is so unfair and unjustified. But it's a lot of how we've been conditioned in popular culture. And I thought that really was so important. It really deserved uh, further ex- exploration. I went down to Raleigh, North Carolina. I talked to two families where their uh, children, you know, really wonderful college kids, One, two were in dental school, one was in college, just murdered, shot at point blank range. Uh, the two sisters through their hijab, the young, a uh, dental student shot multiple times in the chest because the neighbor next door thought they were taking a parking space. And, you know, I think that these the news cycle is so crazy and so fast and furious. These things happen, and then we're on to the next Yeah, we thing. move on. We don't mm-hmm. stop
1: and learn, like, what was that?
13: And these families have never really spoken about it. But that was a really... Um, you know, really an important hour for, I think, for people to watch. Of course, you know, some people are not open minded, but for those who are and are hungry for more information, I think this is those people that this series is for them. OK, yeah. let's move on to the next one.
1: I'm dying to see your brain on tech. Oh. now Have you c-
3: seen Black Mirror? Oh, yeah. that, that- that scares the you know out of me because I feel like that's the direction we're going with some well,
13: things. I know it's scary, it really but you know is. I just wanted to see how technology was robbing us of our humanity. The fact that we check our our smartphones 150 times a day. Well, well hold on. To be know,
1: fair, when I walked in to say hi, you were. You and your team were all on your phone. I know. I know oh, listen. I, I, know I admit it. Day. Actually, I mean, Elvis, two?
13: in the hour, I say, I'm Katie and I'm addicted to my phone. And we kind of uh, replicated an AA meeting and we pulled back right. and we had a big circle. <laughs> Everyone goes, Hi, Katie. And so, oh, no, I have an issue. Believe me, no, I'm not being holier than thou about this at all. As fascinating
1: as this interview is, I, yeah. my phone's right here. I keep, oh, God, I want oh, if well if well, to talk Well, that's one of the things.
13: That's one of the things uh, the scientists say what? that even having the phone within your line of vision, that it actually is incredibly distracting. Oh, totally. And, and it creates away. anxiety and distraction. And, you know, it takes 23 minutes to think about something deeply. So these constant interruptions when we're going back and forth from our phone to whatever task we're doing it, you you, you cannot multitask. That is a, a complete misnomer. Multitasking is not is not, uh, you know, something you can do. Well, I just moved my phone. I want you to know. But I'm wondering right now. I wonder how my phone's
1: doing.
5: Well, no, you
13: should take it and you should put it out of sight because I was had my brain wired and chest te- checked for distraction and for anxiety producing because yeah. my phone started going and my brain waves started going crazy. Right. And I did it with Steve Aoki because I'm sort of friendly with Steve. We love yeah. him. I know, kind of a funny little odd <laughs> did you get, couple. Did he get but,
5: caked? Did he cake you? No, he
13: did, hasn't caked me yet. But I love Steve. And he's such a, he is such a tech addict. And of course, his whole profession is re- relies tech. On, yeah. on tech. But he, I think he Instagrams like a million times a day on these stories, and so he and I went went and got our brains tested. He's also very interested in brain science, right? You know things that you don't know about yeah. Steve Aoki. So, um, so we went to this this lab out in California and had our brains tested. And you have one.
1: We, we all have <laughs> brains. Let me take you back in time. Uh oh. This is uh, NBC Today Show, a conversation with you and Bryant Gumbel about the internet. Have oh you, God, have you heard this? Uh, you think? <laughs>
13: About a thousand times, this is, but... This, this is, is our favorite. This
1: is our favorite.
10: What, what is internet?
5: Here,
13: maybe well, a little loud, so it I sure like it right. with the Russian accent. Listen, here we go.
10: Back now, 56 pass. I wasn't prepared to translate that as I was doing that little tease. Oh,
0: that's That little right. mark with the A and then the ring around it. At? See, that's what I said. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie said she thought it was about. Yeah. Oh, but I've never it, I'd never heard it. About about I'd never heard it said. I'd always seen the mark, but never yeah. heard it said. And then yeah. it sounded stupid when I said it. Violence
12: at NBC. <laughs> <coughs> you know, I heard it around. Or about? Or about in the lunchroom see? See?
0: There it is. <laughs> Violence at NBC. G E com I mean, well,
5: <laughs> well, Allison what Allison
13: should know. What, what do you is say internet about anyway? Internet is uh, that massive computer right. network. Mm-hmm. The one that's becoming really big now. <laughs>
0: What that's, do you mean? That's wait, how does one? What, what, he's getting right mad. To it, like mail?
13: No, a lot of people use it and communicate. With, I guess they can communicate with NBC writers and producers. Allison, can you explain what internet is? <laughs>
0: no, she can't say anything in ten seconds or less. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. oh.
13: Allison will be in the studio shortly.
6: What, is what it? does it mean? It's a, it's a giant computer network made up made up of uh,
9: started from. Oh,
8: I thought uh, you were going to tell us what this
9: was. It's so like a, a computer billboards. It's not in it. It's it's. It's a computer billboard, but it's nationwide, and right. it's it's several uh, universities and everything all joined together.
0: Right, and, and others can access
13: it. Right, and, that's and it's crazy. Bigger. It was Allison, by the way. Allison is uh, was the writer for the Today Show. <laughs> <laughs> he... But did you hear Bryant Gummel? Allison was, Davis. Getting... Davis. was getting all worked up. Yeah. What is internet? Well, isn't <laughs> so that is... insane isn't that... though? That... Think about it. That was 1994. you yeah. right.
3: probably think it is not going to last anyway? <laughs> I mean, isn't that
13: funny? God, it's just amazing.
3: <laughs> well, it's uh, anything.
1: Uh, for instance, the other day we talking about uh some technical thing at my house and yeah. we're going, wow, that's really cool. And I and I reminded my, my partner Alex, you know, in one year we're gonna look back on this conversation yep. and go, gosh, remember when that was new? Uh-huh. Now it's nothing.
13: I know you think you know have Alexis uh, Alexa, oh, sorry, yeah. not Alexis, Alexa coming up with everything and you know, or I mean I talk to this little disc in yeah. my bedroom all the time. And then I, you know, I think she can hear everything. Right? No, she's oh, listening totally. In. And you have to say Alexa off, right? Yep. If I you don't she, want her to know, but she's still like, there. what you're telling your husband sometimes or talking she, smack about somebody.
3: I swear <laughs> sometimes she will start talking to me and I'm just like, I didn't ask you anything. What are you doing? Like, it scares me. But I mean,
13: it really does feel like we're living in the Jetsons.
3: Yeah. Right? There's robots now. I was in Kohl's the other day, and there's a robot that is at the door, and you can ask it questions, and it can whatever. Then there was another store where there was a little robot just moving around with everyone, and I'm like, what? What is going on? This well, is I went to a sex
13: doll factory for this episode in San Diego. <laughs> How was that? No, no. Hi, I thought you all would enjoy that. And and first of all, there are these. You know, they're these life size dolls. And they're realistic? I think they have detachable genitalia because I asked if they were dishwasher safe, <laughs> And uh, and now they have AI in these robots in these dolls. So you can actually have a conversation. And I interviewed this gentleman who owns Four. Was he he a good kisser? (laughs) Uh, You'll have to ask Harmony, his new robot. I mean, it's so crazy, isn't it? Yes. But one in four guys say they would be willing to have sex with a robot in the next 50 years. One
1: in four guys in this room probably
13: has. You can
3: design your own doll, I think. Yes, you can design
13: it. Everything from like, I mean, like what. How much hair you want them to have, their eyebrows, their eyes, their hair, you wow. know, their hair color, their breast size. It is really, really weird. And they had this whole table full of nipples. And I was like, <laughs> that one looks, those look like yarmulkes. What the hell is going <laughs> on God. here? They're all different colors. No, wait, which, they're epi- all different which episode shades. is which episode this? Is this is episode three, and it's called Your Brain on Tech. It is bizarro, <laughs> sure, bizarre. But the they way. have artists. I mean, they're really works of art. They cost like $20,000. Oh, yeah, and well, this guy, I was. Was that's like, cheaper than a boyfriend. I was like, "Don't you miss having conversations with real people and being able to interact?" And he's like, "No, not at all." I was all like, right.
1: "All right, I get it. No, I can see there was why yeah. there's a need for that. By the way, Katie Couric is here. Her new show, uh, not only on National Geographic, but it, it's America Inside. Out. It's everywhere. It's, Hulu. it's
13: on Hulu, YouTube, it's Facebook. Everywhere. And there, there's so there are so many
1: things you could be watching, but why? on demand, you should be watching something that's going to open your mind. It's going to teach you about a table full of nipples. I mean, (laughs) okay, but let's move on. I mean, there are some other serious things you guys tackle on this.
13: Yeah. Uh, The revolt. Yes, that was on gender inequality in Hollywood, Silicon Valley and beyond. And ironically, I came up with this in the summer, which predated the Me Too, Time's Up movement, everything about sexual harassment, sexual misconduct in the workplace. And what I really wanted to understand is why are women so stuck? Why are the numbers so bad? I mean, when you look at them in terms of CEOs or people in the corner office or the number of uh, directors in Hollywood, you know, the number of women on boards, the numbers are pathetic. And I wanted to know what the hell is going on. It's 2018. Women have been in the workplace for a long time. There are more women in law school and I think medical school now than men. So I wanted to really kind of. Unravel that and that's what I did. I went to the set of The Handmaid's Tale in Toronto. I interviewed Viola Davis because Mm. of intersectionality. There's even more challenges for women of color in terms of as she said, Katie, we just want to get paid what white women are getting paid, you know, because if you look at the statistics. Uh, you know they're much worse. For, so why for is women
1: it stuck in the mud? It's all. It, it does seem to be spinning and not moving. Wh- wh- I think
13: you know there are a lot of reasons, but one of the things that I looked at was cultural conditioning and implicit bias. You know, from the time we're out of the womb, we're assaulted by these images and messages, which I think make us view gender and race uh, in very specific ways. And I think that there. Kara Swisher, who I love, who I interviewed about Silicon Valley, talked about the meritocracy, M-I-R-R-O-R. People hire people who look like themselves. And I think that you know, that it's just been able to go on and there haven't been things that have been put in place that change changes the equation. In in symphony orchestras now, they're blind auditions. So you can't tell the gender of the person who's auditioning. Oh. And it's really increased the number of women in orchestras all across the country. Wow. So blind resumes are one solution. The Rooney rule, which was named after Dan Rooney, the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm a sports idiot. Owner, sorry, 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 sorry uh, for misspeaking about that. But anyway, he put a rule in place. They wanted more diversity in the coaching and management ranks of the NFL, that if there's an opening, at least one candidate, one minority candidate must be interviewed. So that opens up the possibilities immediately. So I think there are a lot of things that can be done that make, you know, in terms of negotiating salaries and having a flat salary for every job. So that was really interesting, too.
1: Wow. Wow. You, you would think especially after this year, how intense these stories have been. Change is underway right you would think
13: I think that it is but you know I think it change is hard. That's right. one of the over you know overarching things I learned from doing the series. you know we all get set in our ways. we all have a particular point of view you know changing our minds yeah. and considering different things and making that kind of mental shift is challenging. Furthermore, macrocosmic change is hard. We're, you know, witnessing a huge change in demographics. By 2044, this country will be majority-minority population. And for, let's be honest, for white people who have been sort of had, had more advantages than everyone else for so long, who've been sort of the norm, for them to kind of adjust to this for some people, it's really hard. It's
1: causing problems, yeah. and this is another thing you learned: working hard, meeting all these people across the country. There, there is, there is outrage, actual outrage. Some people are just so mad because they feel like they're getting cheated, they're getting right. screwed, and and, and but the, the, the answers aren't there. They can't figure out what it is. Well, yeah, one of so the mad. episodes
13: is on white anxiety, and I think people are feeling. I think a lot of it actually has its roots in economic insecurity. You know. Economically, we've gone from a manufacturing to a technological society. All these industrial towns in the Rust Belt and in the Midwest, they're shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. Young people aren't staying in these small cities and towns. They're leaving for big urban centers, which is great for cities, although that that brings another host of problems with overcrowding and stuff like that. But, you know, some of these towns are dying and uh, they're seeing their way of life that existed during their grandparents, great-grandparents, and great-great-grandparents era just kind of disintegrate. And so it's causing a lot of anxiety. And also I think that so many people just feel disrespected. You know, there's a lot of what Joan Williams, who wrote a great book called White Working Class, calls cultural condescension and cultural cluelessness. And people just want to be respected for what they do. And there are a lot of very hardworking, blue-collar people folks out there who are actually making the country go, and somehow, because of their education level or their, quote-unquote, lack of sophistication, they are not respected. And I think that that kind of resentment is so powerful, and that, I think, creates, foments this anger. So— out of all your travels, out of all the people you spoke with putting this incredible series together,
1: what's the headline that maybe surprised you the most? What did you learn? And you actually looked yourself in the mirror and go, Katie, you learned this today. This is kind of cool. I learned
13: so much. Yeah. I mean, I can't even tell you, for example, the whole Confederate statue debate. I didn't realize that most of these statues were erected at the height of the Jim Crow South or the Jim Crow era, not immediately after the Civil War, as a real affront to African-Americans who were starting to make progress. Or a lot of these schools were named following Brown v. Board of Education, integrating public schools as a sign to say, no, we're not going with the federal government. We're not integrating our schools. If you hear about that in that context, it does make you wonder do these individuals, do these quote unquote iconic figures have a place in public spaces, which very much announce to the community, these are our values? So I learned that. I learned, um, you know, that Storm Lake, Iowa has embraced an immigrant population. And because of that, because of that, it's thriving as a community. So, I mean, gosh, I learned everything. I, I mean, I learned, I did one uh, episode on the age of outrage. And it's about cultural appropriation, safe spaces, trigger warnings, microaggressions, this whole new language about how we look at the world and kind of uh, interact with people. And, you know, at first I was like, oh, safe spaces, that's ridiculous. And now I understand why safe spaces are a positive things, thing for some people who are p- members of a marginalized community who, you know, who who may may need that kind of um, you know, space to to figure out where they stand. These are 18 year olds, you know, and to to formulate their positions and their outlooks. And so I I I think everything is so nuanced. I just am not doctrinaire about anything anymore because I try to understand. Okay, yes. And and when you think about the extremes and I think the media now, I think, plays on extremes. They want people to be outraged or to get all fired up because if they are fired up, they'll read it, they'll share it, and they'll kind of stew in it. But things are much more complicated than than we than they seem and they're much less black and white. There's so many gray areas. And, that, and that's so important to remember that.
3: Did that happen a lot though where you went in with one mindset and came out and be like, "Oh my gosh, I've been totally wrong about this the whole time."
13: Well, I guess maybe about some of the political correctness stuff, you know, like microaggressions or trigger warnings. And, you know, trigger warnings have been, I think, blown out of proportion. Yes, there are examples where they seem a little bit beyond the pale, like, oh, you know, this has a scene in it. If, if it re-traumatizes you, you can leave. But in a way, it's actually just common courtesy to say, as a student at Northwestern said, an African-American student said, my professor said today we're discussing blackface. I wanted to give you a heads up because I just, if you feel uncomfortable, I just wanted you to know that. And to me, that's like just being considerate of a student who may be in the minority, in the classroom, may feel awkward or uncomfortable. And so, of course, anything can be taken too far. But if you understand it, then you're less kind of uh, extreme in your own reaction to it, if that makes sense. Are you having fun? Yeah. I I mean, mean, I'm learning so much. I feel like... Look at all you've done, Katie. Katie Kirk, by the way, I...
1: (laughs) Just, I mean, when it, in the world of journalism and broadcast entertainment as well, you've you've been doing this, seems like, successfully for a very long time. I've been
13: doing this for, yeah. God, it's so crazy. So
1: look what you're doing now versus, let's say, co-hosting the Today Show. You know, know, it's
13: funny because sometimes I sort of miss that day-to-day, that daily connection I had with an audience, which now I get from my Instagram account because right. I feel actually close to people through Instagram. And I sort of miss kind of being in the middle of the news cycle like although i think it must be very psychically depleting too to kind of just it must feel like groundhog day because every day there's a new scandal or controversy but to be able to to really dig deep into something and explore it i feel like i'm doing a bit of a public service wow so, are you going to watch?
3: Of course, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I like. I'm so intrigued now. I know that's the thing. Well, I
13: think. I think you guys will. I hope. I hope you watch, and I hope your listeners watch. And really, the goal is to use them as a springboard for further conversation. Like. You know, people can still have a point of view, but maybe they'll just, I had this, can I just finish with one thing? Because I know I'm just talking so much, you guys, but I I have, I've been sucking on this iced coffee and apparently the caffeine (laughs) is kicking in. She's high. I had this this very profound experience talking to some EMS workers in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. And I just threw out a couple of things because I knew what they were going to say. It was pretty predictable. I said, they're all white guys. And I said, what do you think of Colin Kaepernick? And, of course, they were highly critical, terrible, disrespectful. Um, And I know some people feel that way. And then I said, what do you think about Black Lives Matter? And they predictably said all lives matter. And then an African-American EMS worker named Carlos walked in. And he sat down, and we were sort of laughing about the timing right on cue. And Carlos went on to say, you know, as an African-American man in this country, when I was a little boy, I saw people getting lynched looking at someone like you, Katie. And, you know, all the things that are happening now uh, are, are really kind of a continuation of, of and, and you have to wonder if that kind of hatred still exists. Anyway, I can't quite paraphrase exactly what he said, but he was just very calm, sort of talked about his point of view and why these movements mattered and how much further we have to go in terms of racial equality. So all the guys were listening to him and one next to him said, you know, just listening to you for five minutes makes me change my point of view. And I and the other gentleman said, you know, Carlos, we've never talked about these things because we don't want to make we've never wanted to make you feel uncomfortable. And I said, wow, look, if 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 more people sat around eating cold pizza kind of talking this way instead of being in their own echo chambers, think how much progress we'd be making in terms of understanding each other. And that's sort of what I want this series to do. I want it to just open people's eyes to different points of view and to be able to say, gosh, I thought about this one way, and now I'm sort of reconsidering my point of view. So...
1: It's great to be yeah. able to say, you know what, I used to feel A, now I feel B. Yeah.
13: You know, Or, I, or, or Elvis, afraid- I never thought of it that way, yeah. right? Right. That's the highest compliment people yeah. have paid me. They said, I watched this series and, you know, I never thought of it that way.
1: Right. They don't even have to make up their minds about anything. Right. Just, right. just understanding there's another point of view, another perspective. And so, congratulations.
13: Thank you. Thank you guys for having me on to talk about it because, you know, you put work you know i've worked as alva said i did work my ass off for eight months i traveled all around this country which also was great because you don't see that on television you don't see some of these people represented in any way shape or form on television now and uh so you put it out in the world and you just hope that people are responding to it and people are learning from it what else can you do congratulations yeah how fun i mean and plus, there's a table filled with nipples.
5: That's right. Oh, my God. You can't go wrong there, I'm
13: really can't you? sorry I brought that up. Hey, by the way, got that, for there were, that's that's not all the tables had on. This. I'm going to leave sure. the rest to your imagination. I'm sure it was quite a buffet.
1: Yeah, uh, it Katie was. Kirk, <laughs> National Geographic, of course, is one place to see America Inside Out. I believe
13: Wednesday. Well, no, it's well, so no. they've all aired. So they now you can aired. see them on demand. Okay. And you can see them on, on YouTube, Facebook, and Hulu. Hulu's a really easy place to look at uh, these episodes. Okay. So you can binge watch them if you want. Absolutely. And tell people, that, you know, I'd love to hear what people think. If they want to tell me or if they have an opinion or if there's a question they have, they can tweet me. And, you know, put, you know, I'm on Instagram all the time, pretty much 24-7. I do have sickness. Elvis is bad. Very bad. I know you're addicted. And uh, You've got the fever. And Facebook, of course. So, you know, that's, the whole hashtag for this series is keep talking. So hopefully people will do just that.
3: What and is I- internet?
13: <laughs> Allison. Where is Allison you treat, when you need her. her? It's a circle,
1: with an A with a circle around it.
13: <laughs> About, around.
5: And, and
1: again, I apologize for stepping on your daughter.
13: Oh, right. that's okay. Elvis stepped on my daughter. I don't even remember that, but all is forgiven. <laughs> she's okay. We're and good. she's
2: graduating from college, <laughs> and she
13: seems no worse for the wear. <laughs> See? Katie Couric, absolutely fascinating. Thank you for coming. Thank you it. guys so yeah, much.
6: Katie this is Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. That's right. I want to say
3: I love you. I found you guys five years ago. Y'all
1: rock. Well, thank so you. Elvis
6: Duran in the Morning Show. So, so much
1: going on. Froggy, to your point earlier, we need to uh, we need to address the bandit that's running around your your neighborhood. Fro- Froggy, who's well, not in? Okay.
3: Hello. All right. Hello? Uh,
1: anyway, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about. Maybe he had a poopy. Well, I know, but you don't poopy during the show. <laughs> well, if
3: you gotta go, you know sometimes you
1: gotta go. You need to put our show prior, make it priority one. If you gotta if you gotta poopy, that's priority number two. If you know <laughs> what I'm
5: saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait till later. Anyway, we'll get to him in a minute. He has a bandit running around called the Shaky Bandit. And he is this guy is like robbing stores, I believe. And he shakes because he gets nervous.
3: I, I hate to tell you when I hear the Shaking Bandit, I think of something else. You know, how after a boy goes potty, he shakes it to make sure everything's done. So that's what I feel like this guy's going around doing to everybody. He's peeing on people and
1: He's shaking it. He's peeing on people well, and I don't shaking think, it. I don't, I don't think this is the one, but I'm sure there is one of those. We'll oh get my it. gosh. If you, if you had a bandit name, what would it be? <laughs> All right, so Froggy. Yes, be, give me the money, 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 money. I, you know me. I would be mm-hmm. the apologetic bandit. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry,
5: <laughs>
3: but I need your
1: money. Okay,
3: please give it to me. Uh,
1: uh, and I'm going to give half of it back, but put it yeah. in your pocket because I want you to spend it on your family. <laughs> yeah. uh, Skier, you got music for this? Yeah. Uh, it's now. <laughs> it's now time to learn your bandit name. Hey, Michael. Yeah. Before we get going, you actually saw a story about the hugging bandits. Who's that?
0: Yeah, so basically it looks like what they do is like they go into the store, like they wrap the door, and then they
11: just hug in front of the security camera before they leave.
1: Oh, so they, they put on a show for security.
5: Oh. The yeah. hugging
1: bandits. They got to be famous. Now, now sure. if you were a bandit, would you have a name? Um, I don't know. You know the I don't have a name bandit, the bandit that shall exactly. remain nameless. All right, Michael, thank you. Keep an eye out for the hugging bandits. Uh, Katie, if you were the a bandit, what would your name be?
11: Um, I would be the bitchy bandit. The bitchy bandit.
1: What do you mean? How would you strike as the bitchy bandit?
2: Um, I don't know. I'd probably just roll up in there and be like, "Uh, give me your money or you're dead." Like, there's no.
1: <laughs> you would use the word like a lot. Like, can you just like give me your money?
2: Okay. Yeah, like,
6: hand it over.
1: Uh, <laughs> I know. The bitchy, non-enthusiastic bandit. I got you. All right. <laughs> hold on. Uh, hello, Jeremy. Yes. Jeremy, uh, Jeremy uh, so we already had the shaky bandit who got nervous while he was robbing people. Well, you would be the what bandit?
11: I would be the farty bandit.
5: Oh. <laughs> no,
1: why is that?
11: I fart when I'm nervous. <laughs> the, the gassy bandit. If you if you don't give me your money, I fumigate your brain. That's yeah. basically I'm
1: here to rob you,
3: I'm a little gassy. All
1: right. Well, thank you. Good luck, Jeremy. And good luck to anyone who's robbed by Jeremy. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna fart on you.
3: Yeah. I don't think I want to be robbed by him.
1: Give me all your cash, or I'm gonna fart on you. Would that work? I don't know. If someone walked into your place of business and they didn't have a gun, they really had no weapon at all, but they said, I'm going to fart if you don't give me your money. What would you do? Would you say yes? No,
3: I'd I'd take the fart and keep my money. I'm all right with the fart.
1: I'm telling you now. My- oh, I'm going to give me your cash. Oh. Now uh, Okay, really?
5: Cool. Oh God. Really?
0: Come on. What, Greg T.? I would be the naked bandit, because I do everything in the nude. So I would just go into people's houses, get all their stuff naked, and then run out and All right, thank
1: you. I'm looking forward to that.
6: Streaker. This is Elvis Duran. Hello, lady. In the morning show.
1: It's been a year since that WannaCry ransomware swept the globe. It was all over computers. It was wreaking havoc. It was just an awful, awful time. And since then, more and more vicious, evil people have been creeping and crawling into my computer, into my phone. It's
3: amazing to me how many scams people come up with. Really. It's I know. just ridiculous.
1: Despite the potential billions of dollars in damage that was caused, hundreds of thousands of computers with unpatched systems are still vulnerable today with similar, for similar attacks to mm-hmm. occur. So make sure your operating system is up to date. That's why we suggest LifeLock Identity Theft Protection now with the power of Norton Security for that added protection. We've been using Norton Security on our computers for years, and now with LifeLock, they cover this wide range of things that we're not going to be able to cover on our own. Yeah. They use their proprietary technology to help protect against identity theft, like your info for sale on the dark web. It's going to end up there. Seriously. I'm I hope not. You.
3: It's not because I've got LifeLock already, so we're good.
1: Oh, well, then why am I reading this?
3: <laughs> well, everyone else that doesn't have it.
1: Daniel's the only one that listened <laughs> to me. I love LifeLock, and, you know, they have people ready to go to uh, help fight to get your name cleared. And, uh, look, they can't catch every cyber threat or prevent all identity theft. But new LifeLock with Norton Security can uncover threats. We can't do it. off your first year if you go to LifeLock.com, promo code Elvis at checkout. That's LifeLock.com. Enter the promo code Elvis. Hey,
6: how you doing, Elvis?
1: (laughs) I don't know. This is getting kind of weird. Elvis
6: Duran in the Morning Show.
1: So, you can't even walk into my office because everyone is sending me stuff. It's great, but after a while, I don't know what to do with half of it. But a lot of it's great stuff. So, what'd you get? All right. Well, here's... My own personalized jar of Jif peanut butter. It says Elvis Duran Jif.
0: Oh. How cool is that? That's Look, very my, cool. It has my
1: name on my own. I like that. It's the peanut butter I grew up with because my mother was a choosy mother.
3: Aw. So anyway, thank you
1: to the Jif Corporation. They sent me this. All right. Yeah, yeah. This, okay. Last week or two weeks ago, I was on NBC Today show with my artist, You Need to Know. Yeah. Her name was Elle Winter. Yeah. She was so fantastic. She sent me this long thank you note.
3: Oh, that's so sweet. And
1: this incredible purple and green green scarf with oh. skulls all over
2: it. Oh, I like that. That's very cool. I
1: know. Back off. <laughs> I
2: love my skulls. You see my pupils dilating.
1: <laughs> what else did I get? Oh, let me tell you something. You know that we fell in love with WeeklyTasting.com. where they oh, send yeah. us. Not only did they send us four wines every week, but stories behind the wines, and yeah. what kind of terrain they were, the grapes were grown on, and whatever. So this week I got. A Malbec and uh and uh a, a, some other Spanish wine, but oh, wait, there's only two bottles. Hello,
4: where are the what other two red. bottles? There's, there's still two back there.
5: Okay.
1: Right. It's like going to a, a weekly wine tasting, but in your own house, and they really, really do a great job in describing the wine to you. What did you just get? What did you just get, Brody?
9: Uh, I just got my wife four bottles of red blends. Because I know nothing about wine, and they suggested four things based on what I told them that she likes.
1: It's not a club. You choose when to buy and what to buy. No surprises. Always free shipping. I love WeeklyTasting.com. So, I mean, when's the last time you cleaned out your office? Don't you get great oh, stuff like
2: this? I have so much stuff on my desk, it's ridiculous. My stuff's not that cool, though. I think I have some coupons for a sandwich or well, something. I got peanut butter <laughs> and
1: red wine. Uh, thank you, WeeklyTasting.com. And look, now you'll never guess who sent me this.
3: Oh, look at uh-huh. this. Oh, lots of candy and snacks. This,
1: this is a big snack basket. You know who it's from? Oh. Oh. The BTS Army.
3: Oh. <laughs> what, are they thanking you for yeah, loving them? Yeah, because
1: we support BTS. We yeah. play BTS. We love them. So they sent me some candy. So thank you, Rachel. Here's some cheese doodles. Oh, those are delicious. May we open these? Yeah,
3: go for
1: it. Okay, thank so, you.
0: Oh, my God, man. So I got an idea.
1: If you want to send us something, <laughs> send us something.
3: <laughs> Please. Jewelry, shoes. dress I'm a size me? eight. Uh, 32 <laughs> Avenue yeah. of the Americas.
1: 32 Avenue of the Americas, third floor, Elvis Duran, Yeah, 10013.
2: Yeah. I love things that are edible.
1: <laughs> mm. Applegate Farms sent hot dogs.
2: Yeah, they're the cleaner wiener. Don't forget. I'm sorry? The cleaner
3: wiener. <laughs> I'm not that picky. They don't have any bad stuff in their hot dogs.
1: I love a cleaner wiener. <laughs> What's good?
0: Why is it that Elvis, they're sending you all this quality stuff. And then Danielle gets a picture drawn (laughs) of her. (laughs) Someone sent her a picture of her. Because we have a lot of artists listening to our
3: show. We get pictures of, of our cats and our dogs all the time. It's not edible, though. We don't have to eat everything that scary. comes through this door. Wait, scary. No, something else just arrived. Yeah.
5: What? What's
1: that? What just arrived, Scotty B? Some guy uh, invented this thing called cart stay. It's it's a plastic. It's just a
8: piece of plastic. It looks like a shovel, and you put it under your shopping cart in the lot so it doesn't the cart doesn't <laughs> run away. I would love that. Here, here you go. <laughs> Enjoy. It
3: looks like somebody ran over a shovel with a car. I love it now. This is a great <laughs> Don't you hate <laughs> it when your shopping
1: cart starts to roll away with all your groceries in it? Yeah. This guy's a genius. Send us your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Send it to... Elvis Duran Show, third floor, 32 (laughs) Avenue of the Americas, New York, 10013. Yeah. You don't know what you just did. I, I, you know what? We, we did a contest once. Send us your school lunch.
3: Oh, please don't do that.
1: And, and kids started sending school lunches. And yeah, we in got work.
3: in so much trouble. Oh, no,
1: you have the, the, the U.S. Postal Service. Was it in like Tupperware oh, at least? Yes, Tupperware. in envelopes,
3: mashed potatoes coming out the side. It was, it was not good. It was
1: not a good idea. It was not good. <laughs> <laughs> do not send us your school lunch.
3: Shoes we will take. <laughs> right, send us your
1: stuff. 32 Avenue of the Americas, third floor Elvis Duran show, 10013. All right, let me get into this.
6: Current on all things Elvis, the morning show Twitter account. Follow us now at Elvis Duran Show. Elvis Duran in the morning show.
1: So here I am staring at a bag of Tate's Bake Shop thin, crispy, buttery chocolate chip cookies, and as soon as I'm done talking to you, I'm opening this bag, and no one's going to stop me. Tate's Bake Shop cookies at your favorite market. Uniquely crispy, deeply delicious.
6: Don't answer the phone. Elvis. Elvis, Elvis Duran. The Elvis Duran phone tap. Here
1: we go. A phone tap. An
0: old friend coming to visit us again. Hmm. Scary?
6: Yes? Go ahead. Francis wants to
0: phone tap her dad, Sydney. Sydney is retired and sits home all day. And when telemarketers call him, he doesn't hang up right away. Instead, he engages them in conversation and he messes with them. Oh, no. So she thought this could make a great scenario for a phone tap using my Michael Oppenheimer character. Look, you
1: know, I'm surprised people... Don't recognize this Michael Oppenheimer guy, but sometimes they don't like this guy. Here we go. Scary's phone tap. Hello. oh uh,
8: yes. Good morning. Good morning. This is Mr. Michael Oppenheimer with Cockburn's Port Wine. How are you doing today, sir?
11: Port Wine. I'm, I'm yes. doing fine. how How are you? Who are you?
8: My name is Mr. Michael Oppenheimer. Um, you, Michael
11: Oppenheimer, do I know
8: you? Well, you're getting to know me as we speak right now. Yeah, you're okay. on a list of people to be called today. About really? Yes. how did um, you get
11: that list? how did my name get on that list?
8: We understand that you enjoy wine. The Cockburns family have vineyards for years. We are purveyors of fine port.
11: You should change the name of your wine. It's a lousy name,
8: sir. I'm here to just sell it. I'm not. I don't make those decisions.
11: Well, I mean, so. You know, Muckers did a great job with jelly, but yes. Cockburn, wine,
8: that... Uh, you can look us up.
11: I will look you up. Never heard of you.
8: Cockburn's fine tawny port pairs beautifully with nuts.
11: A, holy you really are real. That's weird. I never heard of you.
8: Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we could have three <laughs> bottles of your choice sent over to you. Three for- bottles? Woo-hoo. No, no, three bottles. That's three bottles. Oh,
11: I thought you said free. I'll take the free wine.
8: for just sixty nine ninety nine. So uh sounds like I, you're I'm not, a fan. I'm, not,
11: I'm not. I'm not interested, fella. I, I'm not gonna. Well, maybe pay somebody for, in for a your wine family. That, I mean, even though you're online, no, I'm not interested. We okay? are an
8: online but, wine.
11: I don't want to whine at you, but but please. Get off my line! I don't want to talk to you anymore.
8: Don't you have any special occasions coming okay, up? Okay, I'm
11: not. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. A family
8: barbecue.
11: Leave me alone, okay?
8: Is it someone's birthday? I'm going to hang up on you. Nothing is like giving the gift of Cockburns.
11: Leave burns. me alone! Don't you understand plain English? Hello.
8: Oh, yes. Good morning. This is Mr. Michael Oppenheimer with Cockburn's Port Wine.
11: My- I'm... Michael, we've already spoken. Okay. I'm not interested in your wine. You line. didn't let me finish, Please, sir. Stop. No, 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 I don't. I'm not interested. I looked you up online. The secret... You know, you're a real thing, even though the name sucks. Leave me alone, okay? Stop calling me.
8: The secret to Cockburn's great taste is in the seasoned wood from the barrels it stored Seasoned
11: wood in the barrel. You know what? Get your f- yourself in the barrel and drown yourself in your Cockburn wine, you head. I don't want to talk to you. Hello?
8: Good morning, this is Mr. Michael Oppenheimer with Cockburn's Port oh, Wine. hang on a second,
11: just about to do something. Don't go away, please, okay? Just, you know, no, no. It, it makes the just,
8: perfect party pairing. Just, just a minute. Your guests will swallow every drop. Uh, you, you, it's a pretty <laughs> stiff drink. Uh, they're just flushing the door. I had to pee. Imagine the look on their faces when they open the door and you're standing there with a cockburns in your hand.
11: I can't imagine anything except punching you in the nose.
8: From its sleek, beautiful bottle, this the beautiful second, bulls- the bulls- second,
11: bulls- 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 white or red or mixed together and piss pink. I won't drink it. I don't care about the barrels. I don't care about the bottles or the labels.
8: Your guests will want some more when you're. I host-
11: guess I don't have guests. Nobody comes to my home. Nobody calls me except you.
8: Everyone around the table will be putting cockburns in their mouths.
11: shove it up your ass, you shithead. You don't even have the decency to have your number come across. I might call her ID. So For sixty nine ninety nine,
8: it's a steal of a deal. This $69.99. is sixty
11: nine ninety nine. do is, that with your girlfriend while you're both drunk on your cockburn wine.
8: We do accept PayPal, sir.
11: You do accept PayPal. That's wonderful. Take your Just PayPal to... out on a date and get her drunk.
8: Did you know that our wine has won awards?
11: I don't give a shit.
8: raise. Your glass with me. Pretend like you're holding a cockburns. And take a sip with
11: me. What did you do wrong in life? From the tone of your voice, you must be on mega doses of Prozac.
8: Can't you just taste these ripe grapes?
11: You're calling me from a mental institution. You're in a straitjacket with a microphone around your head. This is all you can do with your life. You're an idiot.
8: If you don't like it, you can return it.
11: You know, call the nurse and ask her for some more Prozac we'll okay. get your money Maybe back. Maybe will put you to sleep, and you'll just be having this wonderful dream about calling people who don't exist. Do
8: that, please. You'll save the world. Sir, it sounds like you've already got a head start in drinking.
11: <laughs> well, hey, you know what? That's a great idea. Why don't you come over at your limousine and pick me up and drive me to drink? <laughs> I don't want to hear from you anymore, you pathetic piece of
8: Well, you don't have to hear much more of me because you've been phone tapped.
11: Huh?
0: My name is Scary Jones from Elvis Duran in the Morning Show, and your daughter Frances put us up to this. Wait, what are you talking about? We're a radio show.
11: Radio show? Yeah. Are driving me nuts with this? Yeah,
0: Francis. Oh, why? Because Francis knows that you like to mess with telemarketers when they call.
6: Oh, sh- The Elvis <laughs> Duran phone tap. This phone tap was pre-recorded with permission granted by all participants. The Elvis Duran phone tap only on Elvis Duran.
1: Show. Hey, it's Elvis Duran. You hear us talking about Zip Recruiter all the time. We're hearing stories from our listeners about how ZipRecruiter.com is the best, smartest way to hire new professionals for your business. ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way, so they built this platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for. They identify the person with the right experience, and then they invite them to apply to your job. You don't have to miss that great match. That's why ZipRecruiter is different, unlike other hiring sites. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. Only the right people will apply for the job. The right candidates are out there, and ZipRecruiter is how you're going to find them. Businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter, and you can use it for free. Let us help you hire someone for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Elvis. ZipRecruiter.com slash Elvis. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Elvis. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.
6: This, this, this is Elvis Duran in the Morning Show.
1: All right, Sam. Samantha, producer Samantha, whatever you want to call her. She's here to do what's trending. What is trending today?
2: All right. So it is super hard for me to get up some mornings. I have a very early (laughs) alarm clock for this job. Thankfully, I think I just discovered my new favorite coffee in a can. It's from Rise Brewing Company. I've had this baby three days in a row, and it's a marvel that I have not actually run out the wall yet.
1: So it's a nitro cold brew. Yes,
2: this is a nitro cold brew. Absolutely. Okay. It's like heavy-duty stuff. You can mix it with cream, of course, if you want, but it comes black. Huh. It is no joke. And they also have a nitro cold brew lemonade flavor and blood orange flavor. Oh, I like Ooh. blood orange. They have yeah. fancy stuff. I have not tried those yet. I'm a black coffee girl, so I'm sticking with this guy. But yes, if you're looking for like an Does extra it really give kick, you the buzz, though? Oh, it gets me going. Okay. <laughs> it's bad. So
1: that's Rise Woo. Brewing Company Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Yes, my in the favorite can.
2: coffee. In, in the can. In the can. And I also love to take care of my skin. You guys know that. So I was super psyched when I discovered this. So the brand Forio is kind of famous for having really expensive skincare yeah. brushes. You have one too, right? I have right? one of these, yeah. Yeah, so they just came out with a smaller Luna line of their silicone brushes and it exfoliates your skin. It feels super cool. But what's awesome about it is it connects to your smartphone. So you download an app so you can actually keep track of your skin's health. It tells you your moisture levels, skin age, and it customizes a cleansing routine for you. Are you serious? I'm serious. So Here. you can
1: Tell you what you need more or less of, and
2: no. it vibrates and. Oh, it's vibrating! Let me uh, put that no. down in my pants. Careful with check on luggage oh, with that thing. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> well now no, I don't want that one. now. No. That, that is nice. Yeah, so check it out. Everything. It is says my Elvis- skin is supple. <laughs> <laughs> what does it say your age is? I don't know. Everything's at ElvisDurant.com. Keyword trending. And
10: that's what's trending. Thank you, Samantha.
6: The Celebrity Buzz Podcast with Garrett and gossip columnist Rob Shooter.
10: Anytime Beyonce does anything, the world just stops. It does stop because she makes it stop.
6: The Celebrity Buzz Podcast. New episodes every week on the iHeartRadio app. I Radio.
5: Elvis Duran.